Hey everybody, how's it going? Before we get into this episode of The Basement Dwellers, I kind of wanted to give you some updates to the channel. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to thank one of my best buddies in the whole wide world, Robert, for joining me on the podcast moving forward. He's an awesome co-host and I'm happy to uh, share some laughs with him. Uh, we will have a new Instagram name. It's the same Instagram, but a new name. The new name is now Basement underscore Dwellers underscore Podcast. There's an S after Dweller. Um, also some new intro and outro music coming along. So that's going to be really sweet. Something that will be tailor made more to me and Robert. And we'll finally get his name into the intro without me crudely pasting on top of it. Uh, lastly, um, I'd like to promote the email one more time. TBDmanchild at gmail.com. I've been getting some awesome emails from you guys. I'd love to read them more on the podcast when I can. Um, yeah, keep it coming. And thank you guys so, so much. I know it's not a lot, but we're at 63 subscribers now on YouTube. It means the world to me. I can't wait to get to 100. With that being said, let's get into the episode. Welcome to The Basement Dweller. With your host, Jacob Santoro, a.k.a. your favorite man-child. And Robert. <laughs> yeah, you like that little addition I made a couple weeks ago? Yeah, that was excellent timing. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a little sad we're going to be changing the intro soon. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of funny, you know, just to add that little and Robert, you know. Well, the whole joke was that I do, you know, I have the equipment, I edit and stuff like that, and he's my co-host, so I was like, I'll give you what where credit's due, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I chipped in for none of this shit. <laughs> I, I just came in and started riding the coattails to all the fame. <laughs> Sounded like, uh, you know, he finally found a friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, I better edit my friend in. Yeah, pretty much, you know. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 14? Yeah, 14. I think so. Yeah, yeah episode 14 Yep, of The Basement Dwellers with uh, me, your host, and, you know, this guy, Robert. That's me. The other host. To, uh, with us today, we have the super funny, uh, straight out of Cali, Mikey McKernan. Hold on, we haven't even heard anything from him yet. Don't start. What's what do up? Mean? Don't start giving him super funny titles. <laughs> That's all good. Welcome, Mikey. I'm just kidding, Thank man. you. <laughs> you, you. You seem great. I like the mustache. Thank oh, you. dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to always talk about my mustache on a, a non-video podcast. Yeah, it's oh, great. Yeah. I mean, it leaves That's everyone right. to the imagination, but I mean, exactly. it looks fantastic. You're the first, you know, when That's I was... How you get looked up. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, when I was describing to him, I was like, oh, hey, I got my I got, uh, I got got my buddy Mikey from, you know, he's an LA comic and he wants to come to the podcast and he's like, oh, that's cool. It's like, yeah, he's got a super thick mustache and he kind of looks like a... Kind of looks like an old, like, 1970s bass player. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. You look a little like Frank Zappa. I get it all the time. I was just about to ask, so, I mean, I'm sure you hear that in your day-to-day yeah, life. Yeah, no, any, the, the, the more worst it is, that's, did I say that correctly? The more worse? Yeah. Could, yeah. I, the I worse can. it is, the better the Halloween costume. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, my favorite Halloween costume is, like, one year I wanted to be an Amish woman, <laughs> and I just found this, like, dr- corduroy dress and a bonnet and just braided my hair. Like two braids. Nice. I didn't do it. Oh, that would have been great. But, and then uh, everybody's like, you look like Laura Angles from Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, now I got, I got that in the closet. What were you for last Halloween? Um, I didn't dress up. Oh, what was the last time you dressed up? It was Laura Angles. Okay. So that was it? It's like a go-to. Yeah. That's yeah, so, okay. So that's like, it's oh, a fuck, I'm going to go to a that's Halloween party. Butter. Yeah, yeah. And then every time I would show up, people go, I love your costume. My favorite part is the mustache. Do people think that's not fake? Part of, not part of the mustache or not part of the costume. Uh, sometimes. Really? Yeah, I mean, people are, you know, they're weird. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, but that's like clearly a real must. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But some I mean, people in LA, everyone thinks you're like, oh, the image, it's all not real. It's temporary. And but. that was part one of our podcast on Mikey's mustache. Tune in for part two. Yeah. <laughs> on his mustache again? Yeah. <laughs> I got bits. No, nah, dude, seriously, thank you so much for coming. Um, yeah, dude. You know, like I'm I was down. saying before the podcast, you're my first kind of out of state guest. So it's really cool to have you. Um, I got a lot of memories with, uh, you know, with you and around the scene that, you know, you were still a part of and that we'll definitely talk about. But the first thing I was actually going to say, and it's been a burning question, um, is how is. Um, so, so I didn't even say, so, so, so Mikey here is a, uh, is a stand-up comedian and he's actually performing out here, uh, in Phoenix for the weekend. Um, so you've been doing comedy for how long? 13 years. 13 years. So what is, so during COVID, I mean, what, how was that, that scene? Well, for me, it was amazing because <laughs> 2019, 2018, I went really hard. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a hundred days in a row, getting up in a night. Mm-hmm. And I did 125. Congrats, nice. dude. That's oh, thanks. Awesome. I kind of burned out, though. I got like a, a bunch of anxiety because it was like the constant, like, oh, I got to keep coming up with new stuff and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So when 2020 started rolling around, I was like, oh, I'm going to chill out. All right. I'm okay. going to take my time, not be so pressured and not worried so much about the grind, mm-hmm. you know, make a little more of the quality compared to the qual- quantity of what yeah. I usually do. Because I am I would love to be like, yo, I got up six times a Six different places, and you know that's the grind. And I that's, mean, yeah, that's, that's such a vigorating feeling for pursuing, you know, whatever trade you're doing. And yeah. comedy doesn't take nights off in Los Angeles, so the scene was pretty gnarly because, you know, when it first started emerging, it was of course everybody who was like, we don't give a shit about you know this pandemic. You know, we don't want to wear masks, so it's backyards, parks. And yeah, stuff I like saw that. that. So it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't do too much because. I had a roommate move back to the East Coast, so I had to move home for a period. Are you from California? Yeah. Okay. My whole life, SoCal. Represent. Represent. But I don't have a SoCal sticker. No. Oh. I don't have a truck. So anything. then how do we even know, you know? I mean, we'll, fact, how, we'll fact check how I, I mean, this is how I represent. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, uh, so so you're from SoCal. So you're from like Los Angeles? No, I grew up in the Inland Empire, Ranch Cucamonga. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. I'm so glad you said that because I know that's going to go into something I desperately want to talk yeah, about. And we'll I know. get there. That it, made me really happy. It's funny, too, because there's a reference to... Uh, the title of your podcast to that question that you have. Oh, oh yeah, that topic. Oh so. yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that <laughs> in a little bit. No, um, so uh, and I always like to ask this: Did you uh, did you end up getting COVID? Uh, no, no, yeah, no. me neither. It's so yeah. interesting. Fuck you guys. So this guy Stay got home. it. Yeah, this guy definitely got it. Um, I our roommate actually had it, and what's crazy is the day that she discovered that she had it, literally an hour before we all shared a bong. Yeah, but like. We never got it. And we were so talking funny. about like exit strategies. Like, okay, like if I get it, I'm going to sleep in the office, you know, stuff like that. Never. Like, it's so interesting. And it wasn't even a huge deal. Uh, yeah. For, for, yeah. Cause you said, so you didn't get sick, sick. No, man. I just, all I did was lose my uh, taste and smell. So that's what I wish. I, I, I tell people I wish I would have done that. So I yeah. would have eaten better. Absolutely. Yeah. I would have definitely dropped some LBs if I got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was with my parents. So, you know, that was like, all right, well, I can't go anywhere. So I got to ask, how, how is it, uh, you know, the time that you, the time that you did, how, what is it like just living with your parents at kind of like an, a, an adult age? Well, it's, it's actually, you know, at first it's extremely embarrassing because you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. And, you know, I can't like try to like, you know, talk to girls and stuff. Yeah. They have their own place, but I'm in my hometown. <laughs> so that's really rare. Right. Yeah. And, but it was actually amazing. Cause it's like I'd spend time like yeah. hanging out with my mom. She's retired. We just did puzzles all day. That's I would, great. I'd read for like three to four hours a day, and you know, spend hanging out with my dad. And so that was that was really 
the best thing because it's like, oh, you know, is it the end of the world? Probably not. But, hey, at least we can, you know, I got a little time to hang. With so, yeah, folks. I mean, being in California, I mean, you guys, had, I mean, had so much more crazy restrictions. I mean, it must have felt like War of the Worlds, man. Like, yeah, it was insane. It still kind of is. Right now there's um, another mass mandate. And so everybody's. Oh, they put it back? Yeah, everybody's freaking out. They're just like, oh, we're, it's going to lock down. But I feel like we're heading that direction, too. Here. I don't think we're heading that direction. Ducey, it, our, our governor, was just like, fuck it, dude, no masks. Like, yeah. It's it, weird. It's, it's weird after. Weird. Yeah, I mean, after a year, and I was just talking about this with Ali, is that, after, I mean, even after, like, a year of wearing a mask everywhere, I mean, like, we go into Walmart with no mask, we feel like a piece of shit. Like, I feel like someone's mm-hmm. waiting to, like, record us. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But it's kind of the, the norm here. Yeah. And, you know. I do gas stations no mask now, and it's like, it still feels super weird. I'm in there for, like, two minutes, and I'm like, fuck, I got to get out quick. Yeah. It's so weird, because it was like, I remember we weren't afraid of catching a cold and stuff. Right. You know? And so that's where I've always been like, ah, I just, I don't want to be afraid, you know? So another thing I was going to ask is I'm sure during 2020, maybe like the end and going into 2021, I mean, how many awesome jokes did you hear about COVID? Oh, I mean, it's still, (laughs) it's still going on. That's, I mean, that's what's so funny because, you know, it's definitely a conscious, whatever you want to call like shift, change, movement, transition, what have you's that it's like, what, what are people going to want to talk about? And you always have to remember, I mean, it's very hard to get that in the open mic scene in Los Angeles because majority of the audience is comedians. So when you need to speak to real audience members, you're like, yo, what are they talking about compared to like, Oh, it's comics. We didn't give a shit. We're outside doing comedy wherever we can trying to live it up. What have you. So people being in their house, but it's kind of fun though, because now people want to go out and watch comedy and stuff like that. So, Oh, I'm sure. And this is something that Robert and I were discussing. I mean, when, when the mask restrictions went down, um, Everything picked up back about like, yeah. like I mean I mean the littlest things. It's kind of like I made the I made the joke. It's almost like when you're in prison. It's like you'd be amazed at the <laughs> stuff that you miss when you're in prison. It's oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. You know. Even Robert and I like. It's like we're from. We we live here, and even though we don't openly talk about it, it's like if we go somewhere with no masks, you know, it's kind of like we look at each other like, are we the yeah. assholes here? You know. It's so funny because I was I started. This is like my fourth, fourth or fifth time being in Arizona since twenty one. And I love it because it's been so lax of days on the mask. So yeah. I'm like, oh, this is great. I like being out here, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and and I mean, obviously, like, I, I want people to be safe and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just from my own perspective and my own experience. I mean, I was fine. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I hope. I mean, I got. Did you get vaccinated? Yeah, dude. Shots, shots. Yeah. Yeah. I did got you it. did you get vaccinated? Not yet, but me and uh, Tam are planning on doing it like this week. So did they recommend you not doing it because you did get COVID? Uh no, nobody recommended me anything, man. I I, I haven't heard shit about COVID since I got back to work. You know, because so so Robert uh has two parents in the medical field mm-hmm. and uh, I was gonna ask you, like, did you ever get any kind of like pressure from your parents to get it done? No. They asked me if I was going to do it. They had to do it because they both work at a hospital. Um, but, like, they just asked me what I thought about it. and like They, I, they just didn't care either way? Yeah. Because, I mean, they, I guess as healthcare workers, they've seen how, how it hits. And, like, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to how people, like, quantify what, what we're going to do something about. You know, like, my parents are just, like... I think, Fuck it, get the get the vaccination if you want to. I don't think it's a fucking problem. But yeah. like, I also respect if if you don't get it because COVID's gonna hit anyways. I, I think it's funny. Your parents are like in the medical. They're like, yeah, dude, we've seen death. We've seen people <laughs> die, get sick. You know, if you want, do it. 
I mean, they've no been deal. like because they've been there for like <laughs> decades, man. They've yeah. both been nurses for fucking ever. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've seen it all. They've seen a whole ton. So I've known Robert since high school, and like, yeah, they would just tell like crazy stories and stuff. I believe it. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. I don't know. I used to think that being a nurse just makes you one of the most interesting people in the world because Mm -hmm. his dad is one of my favorite people of all time. Actually, you know, he would literally like in the same day he'd tell you some crazy story about some dude with a fucking light bulb in his ass, and then like the next and like literally six hours later, we're on the couch and he's over here just drinking beer he made in the fucking bathtub. I'm like, yeah, that fucking rocks, you know. Uh, they gotta have a good sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, especially you know, and especially with all like this stuff, like you kind of have to. And I'm sure you hear that stuff all the time. And, you know, it's, it's kind of weird talking to you. Like I, I, I get a little bit tense asking you questions, especially when it comes Why? to comedy, because I'm because I because I feel like you hear it all the time. Like I, don't I feel give a shit, dude. This is where I get the gab, and you're this is your dome, dude. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I, you know, know you in the sense of like I've spent time with you. I mean, I had a cigarette while we like talked and stuff. Yeah, like we were that. outside hanging at open mic yeah. at a really shitty, terrific open mic. The VFW. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved that place, man. Yeah. Cole and Spence, they live together, so they got a they got a house and they uh if um they got a house they live together. I'm sorry, I'm, they're no. they're sharing notes. No, I'm, I'm just not trying to tell them. I'm like, what are you guys <laughs> oh, writing yeah. about oh, me? Okay. Now I that can... you won't we're just saying, you know, just like, hey, he's I cute, isn't read he? Your kindergarten <laughs> I know, writing. I'm fucking... sorry. <laughs> so is that place still open? Uh, as a bar, yeah, I believe. Uh, not as a... They're not doing a mic. No, but Spence and yeah, Cole. How is he doing? They're doing great. They got a house, and so they do an open mic in the back of their house. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, it's pretty fun. It's it's one where a lot of people congregate for comics wise. So it's like, oh, this is cool. But is it uh, congregate or congregate? It's probably that one. Tomato, tomato kind of thing. So you were mentioning... I'm like, terrible at speaking, I'm but... I'm pretty sure it's to, congregate. <laughs> I'm a bit of a grammar bitch, so... I, uh, no, it's good that I'm terrible at speaking and I want to get up in front of people. But, I mean, hey... Those are the best people to talk on a honestly, stage, to be yeah. honest. Well, yeah, because I want the audience to just be like, <laughs> this guy's... Right, well, that's what I mean. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, why they, that's why they come here. I mean, you definitely have that personality of like, maybe you're not the one to steal the show from a party, but if I went to that house party, I'm glad I talked to you. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, that's uh, a, that's a pretty, pretty good compliment. Yeah. Know? So like, like a you could, fly on the wall deal. Yeah. Credit. Well, so you're like, yeah, this guy's really funny, but he's not out there trying to be like, Oh my God, just, you know, yucking it up. So can I talk, can I talk about real quick, a, a yes. quick story about like one of my favorite bits that you do? Oh no. So, uh, so this is awesome. I, <laughs> so I moved to Los Angeles in 2017, 16, 17, right? I don't know. Do you remember? Um, LA? Yeah. Fuck, I have 16, no idea, I think. Anyways. So, you know, I didn't want to miss a beat cause I went out there for a specific purpose. So I, I downloaded like, or I went to like the website that everyone talked about. Like mm-hmm. you go to this website, there's open mics everywhere. Yeah. I updated every day. And I think, so it was somewhere you know where it was is it was right off the subway. It was almost by Chinatown. Um, it was a little bar and right next to the bar was like a like members only club, but it was specifically for like Asian people, like Asian dudes. Do you know That's what I'm talking about? No. no. Oh, but if so, I wish I remembered the name. And do you do you remember uh, Teresa Westbrook? Yep. Yeah. So she would know because that's where I met her and Chris. But I remember Lexington. No. Maybe I could be, I could be wrong, but anyway, you're going to so, say it and I'm going to go, bam, so, you know, <laughs> so for people who don't know, and a lot of these things, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, if it's, if it's, if it's changed, but you literally just wrote a, like you got a number, like, so, so you put your name in a hat and you would just get a number when, when you could go on. So it's like, Jeez. obviously the best part was one, like one to five. But if you got 21, 22, like no one's going to stick around <laughs> yeah. to like listen to you, you know, because everyone's, what was go- that? I feel like. 
I don't know. It's gonna drive me crazy, but it's literally off of like it was like Seventh Street and something, but it was right off the metro. You could literally walk up the stairs to the metro, take a one minute walk, and it's and it's there. And I can't remember. Yeah, me neither. Um, I've done too much. Yeah, but uh, I was outside smoking a cigarette, and I was speaking with Chris, and uh, you were on, and I remember hearing from inside is the thing that you do in a lot of your bits was like the ha ha the boo has yeah the, my and I was like what the fuck was that and I walked yeah. inside, and every. Not every joke, but every other joke you would do, like you would finish with that, and it was like so universally fucking funny, sure. and like like to me, like because it because it because and, and and again, if this isn't what you're going for, this is what I interpret it as is that it kind of made you chuckle in the fact of like that's silly, you know what I mean? Like at bare oh, yeah. bones, it was just fucking silly. It's yep. silly noise. It's what you laughed at as a kid and moving forward, you know. And I just I'll never forget you were talking to somebody. Un, like in, in a group, something completely different. And you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah blah, 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 something, something, a, a bar name. And I was like, I got to go. Like I, I literally <laughs> I followed yeah. you to this place. And like ever since then, every time I think it was like every Wednesday was at the VFW. And it's like, if just loved listening to you. So thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, the, so where did you come up with, phrase. where did you come up with that? It's just like, I would literally tell bad jokes to my friends, you know, and I would make that noise. Like, I think I just started with making the noise just to be obnoxious. Cause that's what I'm really good at. Yeah. And they're dude on stage, dude on stage. I'm like, absolutely not. That's hacky. That's terrible. People, you know, I don't, you know, comics with a catchphrase that's like old school. Like nobody's really into that. That's, I don't think young people be into it. Mm -hmm. And I started doing on stage and people liked it. Yeah. I said, God damn it. (laughs) Now I have to do a catchphrase forever. Did you ever watch the uh, Netflix doc? Um, me and Andy with Jim Carrey. Oh, I, yeah, we, yeah. He showed. I think you showed I've me. I've never seen. No. It, okay, yeah. so it wasn't him. I yeah, lied. He, Jim's like, you know, he's in character. He went full meth, and he's like, you live by the catchphrase, you buy the catchphrase. Yeah, the like the thank you very much kind of thing, and like, yeah. You never seen that? Nah, man. I've, so do you know of it? Yeah, no, I definitely. So it's seen Man it on the on Moon. Netflix. Yeah, it's about Jim Carrey's method acting when he played Andy Kaufman. And uh, when I was a kid, my grandpa showed me who Andy Kaufman was. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of my first ones. And I remember as a kid, I was on the playground doing like the Mighty Mouse thing. Yeah. Like, you know, we'd just be playing tag and I would do like the, here I come, you know? And it's like, so that's where I kind of started was, was older stuff. And I wasn't allowed to watch. So back now when I'm, when I'm saying newer stuff, this was probably at a time of like 2002, mm-hmm. three. Um, so I wasn't really allowed to watch newer stuff because of my mom. She was like, I don't, you're six. I don't want you. Yeah. But I grew up listening to like Howard Stern. So, oh, right um, do you have any older siblings? Uh, I have an older sister, but we're not very close. She's got a different mom. She lives in Kansas. Got it. She's kind of like a, I, I love her and all, but she's kind of like a stick in the mud, like go with Christ kind of. Bump on a log. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's a bummer, dude. But uh, no, I mean, definitely. I mean, kind of, and, and this is something I want to talk about too, but just to kind of transition into it. When I was a kid, like that was hilarious to me. Um, You know, when he read The Great Gatsby, that was hilarious <laughs> to me. You know, I mean, so putting people in awkward yeah. situations, I would do it to mm-hmm. my mom all the time. We would be like at the grocery store and I would just start talking like rap lyrics. <laughs> and just wait until she like caught on or you know stuff like that i love doing that yeah and uh so then i moved to my, my i was obsessed with andrew dice clay yes. when i was like 10 years old and i would just walk around like it's hickory dickory you know like and that was cool <laughs> so like when i so when i hear like when i heard you do that i was like that just reminds me of such like nostalgic it, it's not that's cool so so yeah, I mean I don't mean to geek out or like no nerd, dude like, come you know. on man stop being just be real. <laughs> it, it, so it was I cool. appreciate so, it. like um you know but I've been telling you know and 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 before we get into kind of your origins you know it's funny you mentioned to Robert for the podcast is he a comic? I've been telling this dude since we were kids. Yeah. I mean now granted and like you said you would make that noise to just kind of be funny with your friends. Mm-hmm. 
our our main humor pretty much came from like inside jokes that we saw from like TV and stuff like that, yeah. you know. But like this dude, I mean, like, and well, it, well my sense of humor has really devolved in <laughs> in like the last few years. I think it's real shit posting kind of. Well, yeah, because I started, I do, like I don't listen to music anymore. I I listen exclusively to Come Town. So, <laughs> are you familiar it, with them? Yes. Yeah. So. Like that's the only thing I do when I'm at work, dude. All I do is listen to Come Town, and like, dude, now like now I can't help but. Just listen, like if I listen to music, I'm just in my head trying to turn it gay, <laughs> yeah. and that's what makes me laugh now. So you know, just to like give some backstory, like so I really have to like work hard. Yeah, just to <laughs> that's pretty. I mean, yeah. that but, right there. If you went up there on a mic and said that, I think people would get it. And, yeah. and so, so, and, but that's essentially like what he said was our humor. Now is like you know we listen to these dudes, and like our last episode, our guest, uh, our friend Bodie, made a joke about like like he did like a like a Heath Ledger Batman impersonation. But then you add things like I fuck is, him in his ass, which Batman. Which is never like, not funny. It's dude. never not funny. You know what I mean? Just dumb shit that we're all aware that I don't give a shit. Like if you're, yeah. Dance, I've openly mentioned that I'm like bisexual on the podcast, but nothing. At the end of the day, it's funny just to be like fuck his ass, Batman. Like you know what I mean? Like hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> Every character you can think of, it's so funny. Which actually brings me to a point where of the my least favorite, and, and I'm definitely biased. My least favorite comedy right now is still impersonators. It drives Hilarious. me. It drives me insane. Like when you, when I hear it live, I'm like, "What are you doing, dude?" Like, and and, and off uh, mic, so I would love to tell you the person who I'm talking about, and maybe you you know, but um, I don't. You want to talk off the mic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just mute everybody right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to believe this one. Right. Were you gonna say something? I get it. Um. Oh yeah. So you hate impersonations. How do you feel about like Frank Caliendo? So like again, when I was a kid, that was funny. You know what I mean? Okay. Um. But when I see and 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 I. This is how I personally feel. If if someone gets paid to do like what like the funny guy in the office does, yeah. Like, what if Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother uh, talked to Jamie Lannister? I think it'd be something like this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's cool. Like, it's a funny thing, but to do a a worldwide tour with it, it's just not for me. I mean, when I was young and comedy, there was a guy who went up in on an open mic. Oh man, I forget his name. And. Uh, He's like, anybody here like impersonations? Yes. Or anybody here like impressions? <laughs> oh shit! And no one really, Sorry, no one really, mind. no one you know responded. And he goes, right. "If you do, then you need to get the fuck out because oh. they're, <laughs> they're lame." That was that was great. <laughs> so, I love it. I mean, it. You know, it's it's you know, it's one of the it's one of the, just the pages of the book of stand up. Yeah, comedy. sure. It's he should have just form, closed so. his set on that. <laughs> It, I I know a guy right now who's really funny and he's he's got a bunch of impersonations and yeah. I, and I enjoy it. But see, for me, it's like I feel like I'm one of those. You know, I'm I have such a label on my stand-up act because I do catchphrase. You know, and it's you know, but I I have a kinship to being part of like you know the circus. You know, being part yeah. of these like weird acts. You know, part of the misfits. Who like, but I like that. I like yeah. that. It, you know, you respect the fact that even though it's not your thing, you know what I mean. You're all in the same kind of cohesive. Absolutely family in a in a way yeah you know? there's the the community of stand-up everybody will talk about how how much they love it and the camaraderie and stuff i mean there's there's the dark you know the dark side sure. of it of course too, but yeah. <laughs> the camaraderie <laughs> see <laughs> see how you were really deep and then he comes in and just no, makes a funny joke and it's no oh, it's not even funny i just it i made it come <laughs> yeah said, yeah like that's you mentioned you were gonna hang out with a lady after this uh you're gonna make me talk about that you know yeah. oh do you, do you not Phoenix want to lady 
If I get a text back, which it's not looking good. Oh, it's okay. Indeed. It's all good. You know me. I'm a silly guy. So some girls are like, you know, he's probably. A silly How guy. are you doing in that uh, in that department? If I may ask, <laughs> I we both have girlfriends, so being we can't, a silly guy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's with going the, great. Everybody's <laughs> like, ha, ah, this guy probably doesn't deal he's with depression. An excessively silly man. <laughs> this guy's happy all the time. I want him around. Psych. Right. Does your mustache get longer? Yeah. You know, people always ask me if I eat it. I'm like, it's on the menu, dude. I eat it every time. <laughs> oh, so do you? Pick, so that's my problem. So I, it gets somewhat to a decent level, yeah. and then I'll start picking at it. Yeah. Oh, I do too. It's like helps me, you know, think about other things in my set before I go on stage. How long have you been growing your hair and your mustache collectively? Uh, 2005. My hair. The mustache started with a tradition of, you know, in the NHL, how the playoffs they grow out their playoff beards. Yeah. Well, me and my brother are diehard. Anaheim Ducks fans. Okay. And so in 2007, we were like, we know we can't grow beards. Let's grow mustaches. And they won. They went to the finals and won. So we both grew out our mustaches. And my ha- I have a fuller mustache than my older brother. So it's kind of like my old man's always owned one yeah. his whole life. Yeah. And then I knew I can grow a better mustache than my <laughs> older brother. So it's kind of like why I have it. My brother yeah. split his lip when he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And my mom sewed it back together herself. Oh shit! Oh, like, he doesn't really have a gnarly scar. Actually, now he's getting older, and if he grows facial hair, you can see it. But he just had like the tiniest little scar. Dude, we were super poor <laughs> growing up. So oh, yeah. my my mom had six kids, seven. Wow. And so are you oldest, youngest? I'm the youngest of seven. Wow. How old's your oldest? Uh, f- man, 40, almost forty nine or fifty. He's around there. So, wow. Yeah. Jeez, man. So you got old parents. Yeah. Yeah, by the time. <laughs> oh, you just said they retired, so. Yeah, just, well, my dad's still at it. Like, by the time they are raising me, I was raised by teenagers. Like, right. that's why I asked you if you had an older sibling, yeah. you know, because you're like, oh, I couldn't watch things at six. I'm like, oh, my, my parents had no choice. Right. Like, I was watching Chucky. They are showing me Pulp Fiction when I was a kid. Like, so, oh, that rocks. So, yeah, so I was exposed, which means I, I'm a big old. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, so, <laughs> absolutely swear on the podcast. It's fine. <laughs> um, you know, I'm the exact opposite. I'm. I like to consider myself the oldest. Yeah. Um. So I have one older sister, like I told you. Uh, she's thirty. She's almost thirty. Um. But my then there's me. Did you ever grow up with her at all? No. So the way that it worked is that so they divorced before I was even born. My dad's been married three times, so he's kind of putting in work Congrats. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, so we're about a okay. three four years age difference, and uh, she would come out for like the summers and stuff like that. And we had a lot of fun when we were kids. Yeah. But, you know, as we got older, like uh, like I went out to Kansas for her wedding. And I was like, oh, like, let's go. Because yeah. Kansas has a lot of really cool, like, downtown hip areas. Cool. Um, and I was like, oh, let's go, like, let's go do, like, drink some beers, let's go bar hopping, you know, stuff like that. And she's like, we had one beer. And she's like, ah, I'm going to call the night, you know. And then, and then she started talking to me about, like, you know, like, so did you ever stick around with the whole, like, your faith? And I was like, okay, well, we're going to. Hilarious. That's the yeah. end of that. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you have her. And then. There's me. My next oldest sibling is 16. I'm 27 almost. So yeah. I was the old, I was raising children. Absolutely. You know. So I I definitely can't relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. So so you start so you've been doing comedy for 13 years. You said right. Yeah. Okay. Open my comedy. Okay. So did you have the idea, or did you get a lot of like positive pressure from the people around you to start doing? It also actually, you know. I wanted, I played ice hockey my whole life. Cool. In Southern California. So I've always been a performer. What position were you? Forward. And I quit in high school. And then my dad's like, you should get into theater. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. And I got into it. I had a lot of stage fright, but I loved it. And so when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to go to LA and be an actor. I only lived like three rays away. So. 
And when I was doing that, I kind of always knew I should, you know, probably get into stand-up comedy. But I was 18, so I'm like, ah, man, I don't know. So I did a contest when I was 18. That's awesome. I don't count that as the time when I started because I I did an impersonation of someone else doing an impersonation. <laughs> I quoted a whole scene from Dumb and Dumber. So, like, I was really plagiarizing. Like, That's gold. Full-blown. <laughs> and so, you know, and you can't do that. But I did that contest, and I did pretty good. I took third place. And then some guy was like, oh, you should come do comedy. I'm like, no, man, I live at home. I don't have any, like, hardships. That's an adult thing. And then I would kind of do it off and on because my friends would play their, like, play their guitars and play music. So I would kind of MC shows. Okay. We do, like, a few of those. That was a lot of fun. We do, like, on sidewalks. Because you're, like, a, in, like, the, you're a punk dude, right? Uh, I mean, not really, but mm. I grew up with a lot of punk rock. Mm. I lo- like, if, like, if I can ever play music in a band, it would be punk rock. Like, I'd want to only play in people's fucking you know, like yeah, like the and sellers and like stuff. have five people be there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Like that to me, that's so much fun. Um, but I, it's so funny cause I actually kind of did a show. Um, I kind of did a show at like a punk rock house. Cool. But I still wasn't considering doing stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. And then I was always an actor. Like when I got out of high school and tried to do that and th- so I was like an actor, then I became a comedian, which is like the most LA lame thing I hate <laughs> to hear. Cause like you're just trying to add on your on your resume, but my idol growing up, 100 percent has always been Jim Carrey, okay. and so he did he did you know he got into stand up, he was impersonating, yeah. and so I always knew I was gonna have to do it, but I you know, and then I was looking for people to work with in sketch comedy because I did live sketch comedy, that's when I came up with my sticker, and I loved live sketch comedy. That was probably the most fun I ever had. Like sketch if you're, comedy. yeah, like if you're an actor performer in comedy, live sketch comedy is hands down. It's better than improv. It's better than stand up. It. So like, you're like a big Mad TV fan. Uh, it was to be honest, I grew up on In Living Color. Like that's how I. Oh wow! I, I found right. that's yeah. a little bit before our time. Yeah. Literally, yeah. That's how I, I'm only 25. Dog I found stuff. Jim Carrey. I've always enjoyed Living Color. Like there was a couple characters on there that yeah. I just fucking love. Like Bobby Lee's legendary. Oh yeah, you know, and so love him. Yeah, and so like whitest kids you know. Like that stuff was the hilarious. I, I love like Reno Nine One One was why does kids is amazing. So yeah. it's funny you say that. You know, like I was telling you, like our humor growing up together was just like um, like subtle jokes from like TV and stuff we watched. Yeah. Why does kids? You know, I never saw it, but mm-hmm. when I was a kid, he showed me a video. Uh, it's my it's my only skit I've ever actually seen from that show, which was uh, the guy who's looking for a vacuum to put his dick in. <laughs> and so, like even like to this day, so when Allie and I started dating, like she was like, "Oh, you know, I like like uh, whatever, whatever." Why does kids? You know, I was like, oh, "I know one thing." And it was like the oh you don't want that, it'll break your dick off. Yeah, like you know, so it's like every you time we're at the store. Saw the, the Abraham Lincoln one. Nope, oh, never man. saw any of so them. Many. Um, you know, it's funny you say so. That's really awesome because I can honestly relate. Like with the Jim Carrey thing, I fucking love Jim Carrey. I loved everything he's done since since I was a kid. Um, when I was a kid, my parents tried to put me into like commercials and stuff like that. Oh man! Um, but because where were they? Was this in? Here. Oh, okay. It's in Phoenix. Uh, so, so just some backstory. I live. I I only was. I was born in Simi Valley. I lived there for like a year and a half. I think there was like my dad told me some story about how, like how like Richard Ramirez was on the loose, and then we moved out. You know, yeah. and then we moved to Sandusky, Ohio, with my grandparents until I was like three, and then we come here. Um, I loved Jim Carrey and um, Austin Powers, Mike Myers, Mike, Mike Myers. Myers. Yeah. Impressions all day long, you know, yeah. they just, they killed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in my family audience. Um, but because um, that stuff's so expensive, like the, the acting stuff, oh, you know, they were just like, nah. And I was yeah. like, I could have taken care of it's you guys if you put in the investment is all I'm saying. Well, it's insane today because nowadays it's, you have to just do it yourself. You have to be a writer, producer, actor, director, editor, audio 
engineer, whatever. You know? Yeah, it's insane. Jacob's got like half of those right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that's just fucking, good. We'll I'm get some cameras. Honestly, dude, if it's one thing that COVID taught me was that like literally sitting around and not doing the littlest things that you love is such a waste of fucking time. And oh, and and to never so much. and never let anyone tell you otherwise, regardless of what it is. Like for example, um, I picked up hobbies during COVID and you hobbies know, are healthy. And I mean, for example, Sober like hobbies are healthy. I picked up uh Warhammer 40 K. So like I paint little minis, like it's just, it, it keeps Nerd. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it is, I spent too much money, No, I've, but I've, I've been, I but we, tell you all sorts. I started my band. Like I started, I started my band during COVID, you know, it's like, you got to do something, you know? Yeah. It's so, so funny. Cause I took, I literally took time off. I was like, I'm not doing shit. But you know, parents. but because I, I remember you I saying, I remember you saying that you were wanting to do a hundred shows a night. I was forced to do one show a week by Chris. Yeah. Because I, I have this problem where if I'm not instantly killing it, I, I want to stop doing it, you know? And, and, and Robert and I also come from, you know, a little bit of the nerd aspect. We're both huge fans of fighting games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we would spend hours and days on one game, but because we're not, we feel like we're not progressing. We just kind of move on. I mean, I'm, can you agree with that? You know, uh, dude, like I don't even play fighting games anymore. <laughs> I'm retro FPS. God. Yeah. He likes playing old games like doom, you know, that's dope. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? There was one other thing I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up Wait, about, was I talking about my story? Can I ask, can I ask Mike a question real quick? Yeah. 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 Uh, what dumb and dumber scene did you do? <laughs> um, it's our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> the whole scene, I do both of them. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I it's feel super like I, play, plagiarism. I definitely went I on a tangent know. when it's you were telling good. your story. Can you? Do you remember where you were? Yeah, I was talking about sketch comedy, and I was yes. looking for a guy. I found a guy on the internet who lived in Burbank, and he was really into Buster Keaton. So he yeah. was like, I want to do black and white sketches. Nice. So I'm like, I am absolutely down for that. Yeah. But I'm really, I get extremely bashful and shy when it comes to like trying to be like, oh yeah, no, I don't know if I like that idea. Or, uh, really? You know? And I, I, I don't know, man. Like I have to get over myself. That's like my biggest, my biggest obstacle in life. Well, like you said myself. at the beginning, I mean, it's like, I would never, I would never think someone like you who on stage is so charismatic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we haven't spoken in three, four years almost. You know, so it's like, but you came right in. Hey, man, what's going on? Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Smoke some weed. Let's fuck. You know, so it's <laughs> like, I can't, it's it's so interesting that someone, <laughs> someone like you has those, those feelings of just like self-doubt. And man, like I anxious. so much fucking insecurities, you guys. <laughs> I don't go to therapy. I talk into a mic earphone. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's just so funny because it's just, as, the older you get, you know, the biggest thing with stand up is you, you just have to deal with yourself. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. And I grew up in a big family, and so, you know, I got like, I come from a bunch of hermits, and so I go out nightly to do stand-up. It's a social, you know, social endeavor, which is, I love that, because that's who I am. But then, at the same time, I get, you know, I'll go back to my head and uh, and get stuck at it. And it's really funny, though, because, you know, I, being from a big family, I just, and I know this, and I've come to, you know, and this is why I tell the women when I, like, you know, get serious with them, is that I just do so much better with reassurance, Yes. You know, like if people are like, yo, you're freaking fine. You're okay. You're doing good. This was great and all that. And I know I hate that because it's hard in stand up because you just have to kind of pat yourself on the back at times. Some people are really good at it, you know, but to me, I'm like, man, you know, if I, if I got, you know, a camp, it's really good, you know, but stand up, it's an isolated medium. So So you got to go out and follow. I love that you said that. And it's awesome that you said that. I, you know, without my dad knowing it, my dad would always remind me of how cool. 
and how successful Jordan's doing, my older sister. You know, she went to college. I, I didn't give a fuck about college. All I yeah. cared about, when I was graduating high school, all I cared about was Gigi Allen, weed, and fucking my girlfriend. That rocks. Yeah, yeah that's all. It's for fucking. Yeah, so, you know, when I hear about her going to, so actually, the, the, the premise of the podcast was originally, I wanted to be called the underachievers. Mm-hmm. And I think it was taken, so, shouts out to them, if they exist still. Uh, um, because them, that's our name. <laughs> because I really wanted to have a, you know, like, like you said, I, I wanted to have a premise of just like, hey man, I'm just here. Like, like that's literally, and, and, and you know, you were talking about the reassurance thing. I've been dating my girlfriend for 15 months, and yet I still, like, there are times we're laying down, and I'm just like, did I do something wrong? And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know. It's just like, you feel like, like, I feel like because you haven't been talking in the last 20 minutes, mm-hmm. I did something wrong. And that's how I felt with comedy, too. And I think, and I admire you because you kept going. I felt like I was doing so bad, and I was like, okay, after a year and a half, it was the dumbest thing. Because I was like, after a year and a half, I'm not killing, I'm not killing it, and I don't have an HBO special. Like, this is useless. And so I admire the fact that you kind of take all that and personify it on stage. You have to. It's just what, you know, as, a, as an artist, no matter what art you got, it's hard. You got to find your voice, you know, and it doesn't happen in a year with stand-up comedy. It, it can take 10. Yeah. I, I, and, yeah. but that's what's so much fun. And, you, you know, I always say, oh, the first two years of stand-up should be the most fun. Yeah. And because you're like, this is, I finally doing it. You know, I'm doing, I'm out there. I'm, you know this is cool freedom of speech blah 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 hardest road in showbiz you know and then about three to five you're kind of like wait what am i talking about like wait who am i yeah like on stage you know like i want to be this and that and then i call those the bomb years like you literally have to go out there and eat shit constantly because that's when you're gonna know like how to just handle yourself up there and be comfortable anthony jeselnik was on uh tiger belly i love him and he was talking about how like you know you have to we have to be humiliated. Yeah. Like being st- like in stand up, it's literally like you have to be like, oh, you're the hottest chick, you know, wants to fuck you, and you're standing in front of her, and somebody pants you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's like you have to go through those so many times. But it's so fun because you know you 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 live those years of doing that. So when audiences see you, you know how to be like, oh, it's all good. Don't worry. You know, I die nightly <laughs> on right. stage. So so how do you? So when that happens, you know, because no oh, one's bombing? perfect. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I mean, even people who sell at arenas bomb every now and again. So it's mm-hmm. like, how do you, how do you cope with that? Like if you, because nothing's worse. And I think, you know, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Robert. I think one of the things we talked about a couple of years ago is that one of the reasons why he didn't want to go on stage was because if he tells a joke and no one laughs, it's like instant anxiety. It's going to happen. You just ha- always have to know it's going to happen. I, I think at this point I've gotten over that aspect, but I mean, yeah, I just, I, I never took the initiative to, like, just go up on stage because, like, I, I, I do think I could just go up and do, like, whatever if they gave me five minutes at an open mic. <laughs> five can. minutes feels like 30 minutes your first time, buddy. Yeah, I that's what I, no, yeah, for sure. And I'm sure it would be hard and I'd probably bomb, but, like, I'm not scared to go up and talk in front of people mm-hmm. because I've had to do it. Like, I've done it uh, multiple times in, like, just fucking random community college classes. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, it doesn't really give me much anxiety. I've made a fool of myself in front of people just as a person. Are you so. cold? Are you cold, buddy? I'm good. Okay, I just want to make sure. Cause I, I thought you were fan. asking me because this vent is fucking killing me. Yeah, close it. That's fine. <laughs> we're all over Well, you guys are skinny dudes. I need consistent coolant. It's all good, I, dude. You know. Well, yeah, I didn't answer the question when no, you asked me yeah. was how I deal with Yeah, go ahead, me. go ahead. And really is you have to accept it. Like, you just accept it. And the audience is okay with that. And my biggest thing, too, is that I love to address 
when it bombs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all right, you know, oh, that did, that was funnier when I was by myself. Or that was a lot funnier on the car ride. And, you know, you can come up, you come up with any lines. I always call them like, like fail safe lines. Like after you eat shit, you're like, well, you know. But if you address it, like, oh, I just hate shit on that. Then they're like, ha, yeah. you did. Yeah. So that was the turning point for me. And it was Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, uh, California. Never heard of um, that. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, I got my five minutes and I was so excited. I told my, and, and, and I was writing this joke for like two weeks. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was so excited. I was like, I was practicing in the mirror. I practiced it with like, I even, I called my dad and I told him about it, you know. And he's like, yeah, that's good, you know. I go on stage is the first thing I open with dead silence. And honestly, I made the worst mistake that in my opinion, any comedian can do. And I said, Oh, well that worked better at this insert comedy club here. And it was like, Oh no. And like, and then from there I was just like, uh, my wife, you know, like I might as well have just started doing just <laughs> Let me like, just do the guy's act. that just went up before me. Now. Yeah. Seriously. You know, and I really enjoyed that. <laughs> so it's hard, dude. And I think that's yeah, one of you the gotta reasons. love it. Yeah. It's literally 90% failure. I think I, what I, what I learned in the last four years is that I appreciate it, mm-hmm. but I don't think I love it. Yeah. You know, and right. I, and I think this is where I well, found that, this. Yeah. No, well this, like, that's what I was saying. I was going to go back to Robert. Like you, you are speaking into a mic and speaking to an audience technically right mm-hmm. now. And the podcast has been a, like a phenomenon. Not, I mean, you could say phenomenon, but it's been a really good thing for standups because as a true comedy fan is always like, I love this guy. Like, this is my, like, this is my friend, you know, like yeah. I'm in, I'm in with them. We're having this conversation. And so comics will go now do podcasts. So it gives the audience even closer to the comedian because they yeah. literally feel like they're in the conversation. Oh yeah. They're hanging out. Yeah. And so they, and then they like, so the fan knows like almost everything about you as a comedian. And so you're talking to an audience and this is such a good way for the comics to learn how to use your voice, you know, like, you know, cause that's the whole point of getting on stage is finding yeah. your voice on there, but you can have a podcast voice as well. But it's a good comic voice, you know, to that, like combine the both. And that, yeah, yeah. And then so when you do that, like like you said, you're like, oh, I don't have too much anxiety of doing it. And I already kind of talked to an audience member. It's really just now writing material and wanting to go up there and entertain people. Right. And and that's a really good point. And, and you know, an issue that we had even with last episode is Robert reached out to me and said, I feel like I didn't talk much. And, you know, we're only on episode 14. I mean, I could yeah. see us at episode 684 you know what i mean so it's like we still have all this time and i think that this is a great way for you to get your voice out there you know well i still feel like it's just as far as like when it's a podcast it's not just you and me yeah i i don't know like the etiquette or whatever for like interjecting with oh just interrupt me and it's like fine. fuck it because i don't want to interrupt i don't care about interrupting jacob but like interrupting <laughs> the fucking guest well, like that is, would make me feel shitty no you gotta like i mean if you've listened to radio shows he's obviously like you know he's the captain of the ship right now obviously leading the conversation asking the questions and literally your point is like where can i chime in you know right and that's like and always is that you're it's going to be challenging because you're like i don't know if this is good or if this is funny but always go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I can promise you anything is that I'm not, uh, as soon as he leaves, I'm not going to say, what the fuck was that, dude? I promise you. You know what I mean? No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. It's it's totally like my hang-up just because, yeah, it's only been like, I don't know how many episodes we've been doing this together, uh but like, I was a guest twice before I became co-host, and then it's like... Now I feel there's a bit of a response. Well, he should have some kind too. of he. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but he should have some ego because he was voted in by my what 
what little fans I have. They were like, dude, See, I, I love Rob. I don't believe that. Cause well, I, that's his own insecurities talking. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. That's good to have that on the podcast because you're like, no, nah, man, I don't read the comments, dude. Oh, I read them. I read every single one. I do too. <laughs> Absolutely. Robert, let me ask you something, man. What do you want to say? Yeah, what do you want to say, bud? Uh, I don't know, man. I think people need to play more classic shooters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, like shooter games? Yeah. Oh. Um, we need people playing Doom and uh, yeah, classic Prey. Fucking Goldeneye. Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. Big old nerd over here. Um, That's good. Actually, I wanted to ask you a question, man. Yeah. What, uh, I guess this is a little broad, but like, what's the worst bit you think you've ever done? Oh, I Or like oh, the worst man. you ever bombed or like just, I, just what made you feel the fucking worst after walking off stage. I would love to hear that stage. story. Like, you know what's so funny is, and I know this sounds so lame, but I, I, I truly can't think of like the worst bomb story I've That's had. That's not lame. Because you, you, you honestly have to get over them and like you, you have to like, all right, move on, you know, just like pretend it didn't happen. But it, I mean, so there may have went, there may have been one that impacted you heavy, but you had to just yeah, push that out. There's, it's always, you know, dead silent and you know, they call the flop sweat. It's like when you start bombing, you start sweating. Oh, yeah. So it's usually the, the, my biggest one was like, I, that I was, I was at the improv Back in the day when I was in the main room, open mic, and I I did a Subway joke, and I said Starbucks, and I didn't realize I said Starbucks, because <laughs> I do, like, you know, I say Subway backwards is Yabas, yeah. and, but I said Starbucks, so they're just like, what? We didn't get it, and then I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I was shit. like, this is horrible. Yeah. So, but what I love about when I first started, like, you know, you would have to literally wait, like, four hours at a bar oh, yeah, to go up to oh, do man. three minutes mm-hmm. for two people for hopefully one laugh. And sometimes it feels like, it really does feel like when you say, uh, I don't know, you insert fucking opening joke here. It's almost like, so what you, so what they do in, in, in bar shows, if they're ran by another comedian, they kind of just like pull their, their phone up. Like, Hey, there's your light. Right. And it really does feel like you got out one joke and it's time to go, you know? So the pressure's really on. So if you bomb in that three minutes, it's a really shitty feeling. And that's why I, you know, I do admire you because it's like, yeah, that fucking sucked. All right. To the next one. Cause yeah. I would just say, I'm going to go home. It, it's, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's literally like it, it's good to say like, I don't love bombing. Like you said, excuse me. And, and the reason is, is because that's good. Then you'll want to, do better. Like you'll always want to make sure you crush. I mean, yeah. it's not going to happen. Like you're gonna, you're gonna eat shit eventually, but because you are so afraid of bombing that you keep, you know, I know this is kind of ridiculous, but you, it's a good, it's a good motivator to like, you know, to get better and do that. But you have to bomb. Like I still like, I eat shit and it's, it's hard. Like you were talking earlier, like if, if my first line, like if my first boohaws go off, like the one, the first one or two, <laughs> they like, I'm not kidding you, man. Like, I'll be like, all right, whatever. You guys are not. It just blows my mind that sometimes it doesn't work, dude. And well, yeah, well, some people, because, and it's, well, because I will, like, if it doesn't work, then I'll come just be like, whatever, dude. I don't even, you guys are. And then I'm like, I fucking just sabotage my whole goddamn set. Now I have to get myself out of this. Like, I can't. You got to just keep moving and be like, well, whatever. All right. You guys didn't like it. Like it. And, oh, you said something and I forgot because I wanted to go back about bombing. (laughs) Um, Are you headlining? Uh, like a, yeah, it, mostly like D clubs. <laughs> well, yeah, bars. I mean, but, but, but you're headlining and that's the cool yeah. thing. So how long are your sets? Um, right now they're like, the most I've been doing is 30. Um, the yeah. longest I've done is 43. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. To I, me. I told 91 jokes. Oh, wow. Holy you shit. count them in your head? 
I mean, I had to because this was the most I was going to do. So I was like, okay, here's my master list. And well, because like I tell one minute is like three jokes for me. And okay. so, you know, if I do a five minute set, that can be like towards like nine jokes. Right. And I only sometimes only think of three of them. But I love the way that you do it. And you mentioned Anthony Jesselneck, and this is a reason why I love him Terrific is because writer. he it was amazing and 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 the uh, do, you, do you know who he is yeah dude, okay sure. so i love his form of comedy where it really is in the bare bones simplicity of just knock knock who's there mm-hmm. joke oh yeah knock knock like, like you know what i mean yep. that's it you know what i mean it's not stories which i love mm-hmm. you know but like it's just those jokes that like in the guess in the weirdest way possible it's like it reminds me of like my grandpa i mean that's why so, i'm such a huge mitch hedberg fan oh god yeah yeah he absolutely huge... kills me dude it's and it's so easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's just, it, it's one of the best things to do is go up there and tell jokes straight up. And one of my first friends that I made in stand up was this like homeless guy. And he literally had the best jokes I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. He was called a three liner. Like that's what I call him. <laughs> like if, I'm not like, dude, I, he, he had like, I'm trying to think. He, yeah. One of his like latest jokes that he had was like, he's like, I'm homophobic. Like I'm afraid one of them's gonna break my heart. <laughs> that's a bombo joke. It's like that's quick, and I love it. You oh, know? dude, he was so good. And so, like, I was like getting into it early. I'm like, I'm telling jokes. I'm gonna go up there and tell jokes. I'm did you ever do the? Uh, did you ever do the the venue? It's not a venue. It's a fucking. Did you ever do the mod pizza off of North Hollywood? Absolutely, man. Dude, they gave you free pizza. Yeah. I was like, what? Did I tell you fuck? about this one, Robert? Mm-mm. So how you the did, hell is this going on? So you this did, is gonna end. <laughs> yeah. So you did five minutes. And if you did five minutes, they'd give you a free pizza. The first 30 comics showed up and got a free pizza. And That's there would amazing. be a bunch of, like, homeless people. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, some of them were the funniest fucking people I've ever <laughs> met in my life. Well, it's I'm like, when I first heard that, I'm like, this guy has not been doing open mics whatsoever. I can't believe you're going to be giving free food. Yeah. If you're going to be giving free food, you're going to get... <laughs> right, the craziest you're gonna get the of the most crazy. hungry people showing up. Okay? <laughs> but, but the thing is that some of them fucking killed. Oh, yeah, dude. And they would just get their pizza and go back to their hobble. My, like That joke my buddy I was talking about, he uh, he says the he became a comedian through bartending and pan, panhandling. <laughs> That's the way to do it, dude. Oh, man. Dude, uh, you guys can keep going, but I really got to piss. You want to oh, take, a, you wanna take a break? I mean, it, we haven't even been an hour in. That's okay. We'll take a break. Let's All take right, a break. I just got to piss, dude. Yeah, we'll be right back. And now more. Of the yeah. basement dweller. Can you stop talking every time we play a the fucking basement? Key? That was that was not me. That was you. No, it wasn't. You I was look, talking. That oh. was. Can you yeah. stop it, Mikey? All oh. right, come on, man. <laughs> Did I ruin it? No, you're good. Yeah, it was. I ruined it because I hit it and the volume wasn't on, so it'll show up on the the like the editing. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to fix that. So that's my fault. Yeah, good job, dude. Yeah, I know. I fucked up. So, uh, welcome back, everybody. Homie, I'm fucked up. You fucked up. But if God got us. Right. Then we're gonna be all we're right. We're gonna be all right. Yeah. So we talked about your you know, your your dive into comedy and we talked about my belly flop. Your belly flop and uh, you know, we've been doing it for thirteen years. That's awesome. Um I really wanna move it towards a topic that I've been so excited to talk about because this is where I get a tad starstruck. <laughs> but uh I wanna talk about what so when I moved to LA, my dad wanted me to like do TV shows. He's yeah. like, you know what would be awesome is if you did this and this. And I never got past the first step. So now you have been on, to my knowledge, one television show. Has it been more than that? Yeah, technically. Okay. So so how does how does that work? 
So like, how do you even get those spots? So, so let's, I guess let's make it easy and just say, so my knowledge of you being on television was on one of my favorite shows of all time, which is workaholics. Yeah. So I want to know the story about how you got there. Well, that was background. I was hired as background. Right. I believe like one of the central casting, one of like the big background groups. You know what I got hired for, for my first day, first time working on workaholics Mm. basement dweller. What? Yeah. They're like looking for basement dwellers, like guys who hang out in a basement. <laughs> dude, that are, rocks. Who are Carl's friends. Oh, yeah, okay. Dude. So that's why I was like, man, you're, the name of your podcast is going to relate to this topic because I'm like, literally, I was cast as a basement dweller for that Workaholics episode. Where that's what they said on like the actual profile? Yeah. Was? Yeah. Like that's what they were looking for. It, it was. I should have done that. I'm right here. What there, the was, fuck? Yeah, there was this episode where I forget, like Carl gets busted by one of these like reality shows like yeah so shows. so i can tell you exactly because i'm obsessed with that show yeah he uh was on an episode of like cheaters and yeah, yeah, uh it. yeah so he was cheating on yeah. or no hit the, a, a backyard wrestler's girlfriend was cheating on the wrestler with carl yeah that's hilarious <laughs> and then i did another one where i was like at a party i know exactly and, what it is and then i got hired to do i actually got two days to be a stand-in for for blake yeah anderson so and dude i've so i've worked with those guys a bunch and literally like first day i worked with them they were awesome yeah all of them hilarious everybody loved being there well, i want to meet carl most of most of all and he's you know he's like the director he's like it's one his of the show yeah. yeah kyle and they're all super great they're hilarious they're super cool and I had a blast, man. It his was name so isn't so different from the show, right? Because his name is Kyle Havacek, right? Like, it's his real name. Is yeah. it Kyle Havacek something? Yeah, I forget. Um, it was so funny, though, because they, they were, you know, they were renegades. And so, like, we, it was so hot when we were, like, filming during the summer. And they kind of had us, like, in this room. Because they film at the house. Yeah. And they had It's us, a real house. Yeah, they had us in this room attached to, like, the outside. And it wasn't really, like, there was no air. And it was next to like a bedroom. And in that bedroom, there was one person, like a, a sound recorder guy, full blown AC. And a SAG representative showed up and she was like, absolutely not. You have your whole background out here. They need to be an AC and meet. What's a SAG representative? Just somebody like somebody who Screen works actors for the Guild, baby. Yeah, somebody oh. who works for the union. And, you know, they can, they should be sending people like to sets to check in every time, but it's like, no, everything's good. But they were young, you know. So, so. did you just happen to get that then so literally like you so like you i so i assume like with 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 that process you literally have a headshot well i went to I, I, this was now i remember it's central casting and so like when you you know you central casting you show up in line and you go through their little like orientation and then they take pictures of you and it's like oh what types are you like put out as many types as you can and so boom people are looking for those types they'll look your profile up and it's like oh yeah you you know you've worked on the show before All right, well you can do it and then they hit me up and was like, hey, have you ever done stand-in? And I said, no. And they're like, okay. And I was like, you know what? I mean, like, I've been on set enough to understand what they do. Like, my girlfriend at the time, actually her mom, is like a career stand-in. Oh, wow. So okay. I was like, you know what? I was like, and then they called me back again. They're like, you've done stand-up or stand-in, right? And I was like, yep. <laughs> and it was that show. And yeah. so I was so hyped on that to go work with them. Yeah, that's an... I mean, and even get closer to them and then tell them. I was like, dude, you know, like, my, my whole life, like, I'm from Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. And so many people are like... You know, they really thought you guys ripped me off. <laughs> but I was like, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> That's they awesome, dude. The story. So I got to ask. So the episode you were talking about, there's an episode where they get a lady who's on TV who uh, she's called Miss BS. And so she like goes, it's like one of those dumb things where it's like she like there's a bit where she goes to like a mechanics shop 
but she dresses like a dude, but it's still clearly a chick. Like she has all of her makeup on and stuff like that. And she asks like, <laughs> like, but she's talking like a dude and has this a fake mustache. Episode? Yeah. So she has a fake mustache and she's like, Hey, how much is this uh, muffler going to cost me just between us dudes? And before she was a chick. And so they charged her like 500 bucks, but as like a dude, they charged her like 50 bucks. And it's yeah, just like, it. that's a BS stuff like that. So there's a scene where they try to blackmail her by bringing her to a party that is all underage kids. And the reason why oh, I, 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 I know that you're in it is because there's a scene. It's literally two seconds, and this is how my brain works. So I'm like, that's fucking Mikey. There's a scene where you're literally smoking a bowl, and you walk off stage. Like, that's literally it. But I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Like, like that scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that meme. I'm like, there he is. You yeah. Know? So I got to ask. So that was obviously like, is it like fake weed? Do they tell you like Yeah, this? it's all fake weed, yeah. That's lame. It's California. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you have to, you know, come on. They got to run. Yeah, a tight ship there. So, was it one take, or did they make you do multiple takes? There's a bunch of takes because they always have to move the cameras. So, because mm. it's like, hey, if we're having a conversation here, we got the camera getting you, you know. So then it's like, all right, we got to switch, put the camera over here, get my, you know, my side. Um, what was really fun shooting in the house was there's a lot of people it was a house party, and of course the house is not thrash, but it's like there's shit everywhere, and so there's stickers everywhere. Yeah. So I was like, I'm. I gotta put a sticker up somewhere, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. And so I put a sticker on the uh, the fireplace. I know exactly where that is. And then I had a friend send me a picture. Like I don't know how many, I don't know how many oh, months oh, later. Oh, I'll look for it. He was watching the episode, and there's like a part where like Adam goes and sits down, and then you just see like my sticker in the background. What's the sticker? It's Mikey McCurran is not funny sticker. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Oh, you you best believe I'm gonna look for that yeah, shit. So. Like that's so fucking sweet, dude. That, that is that, sweet. That was, and then I was doing a stand up show at the time. And so I put my flyer for my stand-up show on the fridge. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I try to do that. I try to be a little. Have you ever done, I heard, I heard that there were open mics at that house. Have you ever done the open mics there? Yes. Let's see, what's the funny story is I've known this guy for years in comedy. His name's Eric, and his parents own the house. And his parents were the ones who rented the house to those guys. And they shot the show there. And then the show, they did seven seasons, and they're like, all right, we're moving out. Yeah. Well, they moved out once the show got good, but they had like a lot of like crew guys, like a lot of homies, like mm-hmm. still live there and stuff. And uh, so when they moved out, Eric's brother moved in with his kids, but they kept the back room to be like, hey, come stay at the Workaholics House Airbnb type of thing. And then so Eric was like, I would do, um, let's do a monthly show called at the Workaholics House, you know? Yeah. And that was kind of fun. It was a good show. So like the times. pool and all that's there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you go there, you're like, yeah, this is this is the house. How far is that drive from L.A.? It's in Van Nuys, so it's not that far. Oh. Yeah, it's chill. That fucking rocks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's so funny because, you know, like when people, when you live in LA, your friends come and visit, they're like, oh, like, what do we want to do? It's like, I take them to go, like, those places, like, oh, let's go see, like, the Workaholic House or uh, the liquor store from Superbad or something like that, you know? You want to hear a funny story? I mean, this is what we're here for. (laughs) Did you know that I got two girls to come out uh, from Phoenix to LA? Yeah. And fuck me because I was. living in LA and like nice. I told him that stuff like I was like oh yeah like uh I do comedy but I'll take you to like the comedy store yeah or like stuff you'll like like oh I know you're into Tumblr like I know you've heard of like the Museum of Death like I'll yeah. take, I fucking hate Hollywood Boulevard but <laughs> it's gonna give me some some fucking strange like yeah and so that was probably the best thing about living there was that like I would tell people that like I went to high school with like hey man I made it I'm in LA <laughs> you want to come out and like fucking hang out like it's funny because being from LA and I go to different towns I'm like hey I'm from LA they're like oh we don't want to fuck you <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you uh so uh do you do so like how how do I put this 
Do Same. you do you try like to really hard? Yes. Okay. So so you're a single dude. I'm trying really obviously. hard. Obviously. Right okay. So you're trying really hard right now. Yeah. So like when you go like to other like do you use like Tinder? No, I'm absolutely not. I will not go on any of the dating apps. What do you? Oh, so, so like oh. go to bars and so like, like after comedy. show, like, after show. Yeah, there was Ari Shafir had his podcast, um, Skeptic Tank. Yep, it was the one when um, Mitzi Shore died. Yep, and it was um, it was legendary. And he talked about a lot of things. Like he talked about stop doing open mics and start doing shows. That's when I started really turning it up. And then he said that Mitzi Shore always said that it's really good for the male comics to get laid from their stand-up comedy. Really? Yeah, because it's kind of like re- it's the reassurance. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, yo, if you're really that funny, like someone, like, like if a girl fucks you, like you're going to, you know, like this is it, like you can do this. <laughs> That's how you know you're funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, like, it, it, like they, it's really good for like their ego and they're like, you know, they're just their confidence in general. Like she was all about that. And so I'm like, man, I really want to get laid. Yeah. From my stand up comedy. Yeah, and it's not really a good thing. It's not that's a terrible goal to have because then it's just you reek. Of it. Like I disagree. You reek. Well, you reek. <laughs> like girls can smell it on me immediately. But then again, I realized recently that when I go up and do my like my my stand up comedy is not sexual. Right. I'm not going up there being like, ooh, I'm a, you know like yeah, I'm so cool and like I'm humping the stage like showing my moves or anything like that. <laughs> so I'm like, that's why girls don't want to fuck me in my stand up. They're like. This guy's, you know. You should make like a sick eat pussy joke. Then, like, you know, maybe I, like- I, that's what's so funny is that I, you so one of the worst jokes I ever wrote. You, you asked me that question earlier, and this is like one I like, but it never works. Like, you know, there's a term like when you bomb, you eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, and like, or you ate all the dicks. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I'm like, well, if there's one where you, you crush so hard that all the pussies eat you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, yeah, that's great, dude. How how was your time at the uh, Improv Mania? Oh, it was great, man. Dave's got a freaking amazing ship he's got there. Did you I ever really ch- enjoyed it? Did you check out any of the downtown area after? Not really. Um, but he's moving it to like the more downtown area, yeah. like the downtown Chandler area, because where that's at, I guess it's off like the outskirt of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's still got a bunch of foot traffic, but man, he's got a well-oiled machine there and stuff. And from afar, it's kind of like oh, I don't know what this is like. You know, I've been through some of these tiny little clubs that these guys got and. Man, I really enjoyed it, you know. And their crowds were really great. I mean, it was good. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I had a blast. I oh, can't I'm wait sure. to do it again. Yeah, so. I can't wait to see it. I mean, I mean, do you record your set still? I just audio record, so I don't put any video out. Are you going to post that? Uh, not audio. Oh. That's just for me. It's kind of like your own personal notes. Yeah, I got I got a, like a f- hardcore system where I record every single time I go up, and I write down the date, I write where I was, and then I write down every single joke, and I do on a scale of one to three, and then I... Basically, I do like data for my stand up, and then at the end of the year, I combine them and see like which ones. So, was a shutting your film like a football player, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, it's fun. I it's it, it feels like I'm doing something with my stand up when I do that. So, well, man, you're traveling, I like it. Yeah, well, that's the whole point, you know, you have to get out. I mean, that's the hump, you know what I mean? Whether yeah. or not you know, you mentioned earlier that you're doing you know, D list clubs, and no offense to them, but obviously, you're not you know, selling out the Orpheum or anything like that, but yeah, it's yeah. like, but but but. You're doing what improv comics would fucking kill for, you know, just to travel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the biggest thing with stand-up. It's like you either stay home, you find a home court, build your own whatever, you know, your own stage, your own club, or you go on the road and try to make it like that. So I'm going to text. That's fine. I know we're not that important, so, you know, you can keep your phone on if you want. That's the girl. Oh, it's it. Oh, 
You want to call her live on the podcast? Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> dude, put a patch her in, dude. Yeah, dude, we Let can absolutely. Yeah, dude. We'll talk Man, to you. I really hope this other girl doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got you got a whole week. Of, I forgot uh, who tells of, this joke. Damage control. Whereas, like, I don't have a girlfriend, and my girlfriend will be really mad if she heard me say that. Or I, um, I, I know a girl who'd be really mad. That's funny. Um, I said that. Yeah, I don't know. I know what joke you're referring to, but I don't remember who said it. I'm not even into comedy, I guess. <laughs> my, uh, so so, what do you think is like? Because uh, I w- I would like to talk about this for a second because I have one joke that no matter where I am, I have two. And no matter where I am, it just does a good job. I wouldn't say it kills, but it does a good job. So, like, other than, like, your, the noises you make, like, do you have one that you at least, like, yeah, I'm trying to write new material, but wherever I go, I do this one because I know it works every time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some of my first ever jokes I wrote, like, I am I still do, like, year one jokes. And it's tough because they just get, man, they just get better over time, you know, because you, yeah, you take them out them. for walks. So, right. yeah, there's a couple right now. Like, I do a mustache joke that everybody <laughs> likes. That's cool. Um, there's a bunch because, like, I have small, I have tiny bits, so right. and I have to go over and over and over again, and so I have like I I tell a lot of the same same material, but it's like well, and like if I come up with, you know, I'm like, oh man, I came up with one new one, all right, but then again, that's yeah. what 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but it's but it's but but gold a, a golden 15 seconds is worth a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you really do it, and uh, so I used to so for the longest time to get kind of real for a second. Um, I knew I was bisexual and when I was in high school Yeah. and, um, but, and, and I don't have very like crazy religious parents, but I know that like, if like, for example, like if I ever told my dad, I know that like the first, like if I called him, the first thing he would think of is my son's bisexual, (laughs) you know? Uh, so I kind of repressed it for like a really long time. And then I came up with a joke and I remember because you, and and even if you don't remember this, I remember you specifically told me to keep doing it. I used to make a joke that like, um, it's so stupid, but it was like domestic violence is just a little bit different. Like when you're a guy, like it it was like, why can't I just date my best friend? You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's like, oh, like you just hang out with your buddy and you play video games and you fuck, you know? And then I was like, and if he like beats me up because he's mad at the video game, it's like, eh, it's okay. He won't do it again. He's my, you know, like some dumb shit like that, <laughs> you know? And like, and I remember I did it at, at this little nobody club bar thing. And they were, and, and I remember him and my other buddy specifically were like that, like that should be your ender. Like that was that yeah. you fucking killed it. And uh, the other one I did that I stopped doing because I got a lot of hate for it actually at multiple places in downtown Phoenix was I used to make a joke that remember that one I said it was like it was like homeless people are kind of like like wild dogs. <laughs> I was just like, come on, man! Like you got the free range, like just go be free, you know, stuff like that. And I remember I got legitimate hate like from people. Like, and, did people come up to you after yeah. your set and were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, they were just kind of like, That's "You a have very no, you, funny joke." You dude. have no disregard, or like you have no like regard for like you know people and their and their problems. And I was like, "Yeah, sure." You so, should tell them they don't like comedy. <laughs> so my question is that like, have you ever got like mass hate from like a like a joke you've done? No, not really. I, it's so funny because I've been so, you know, like just watching everybody always get buried for things, you know? And so I've always been like, like I've never been like a crude humor type of blue. Yeah. Like when I first, when you, when you, when everybody first starts, you you try to say shocking things because you don't know how to get a reaction out of the crowd. So I did a bunch of that, but I was never all about that. And I really like to do clean material 
and not really like alienate any audience. I members. did notice that you so, are kind of a clean comic. Yeah, and so I've always been going there. So because and it's not so much like oh well, like no, you probably got the dark side. Like get out there, and it's like yeah, sure, whatever. If there's taste, you know, I'll do it. But I don't like to do it because to me, I'm. It's just like nah, I don't. I don't live there. You know, like yeah. I'm a silly comic. So it's like, right. you know, like oh, you can be silly and dark. Sure, there's to that. But to me, I'm like nah, man. It's just. Like, you know, like if you get talking to me, like I can be mean and stuff like that. Sure. I was going to ask you a totally question. Totally my uh, issue. Yeah, go ahead. So, Robert, go ahead. Because I, I knew as soon as he said that. <laughs> go ahead, buddy. Yeah, is that's that's me. Is like you say, like, uh, uh, maybe I misheard because I'm a little fucked up right now. But uh, <laughs> you said, uh, like, you kind of grow out of that, like, blue comedy, say shocking shit, bullshit. But, like, dude. He lives on the like I'm though. Like, I'm 25 and, like, that is hands down my favorite thing is to just yeah. say rape jokes horribly, racial jokes horribly shocking things and like i don't like i don't see myself growing out of that yeah you got to look up this comic named ryan joseph look him up ryan joseph he's uh he was he's in austin right now but he was in la for a long time he yeah. tells some of the meanest jokes but they're excellent they're they're so funny yeah like he he's like i stopped sending dick pics to women I know he's like, I stopped sending dick pics to girls. Now I just do it to women. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, he's, yeah. he's, and that's the thing too. Cause you, there's a place for that. You can live there. And yeah. he really does it where he, he gets a lot of people angry at him, but like the people who love him, love him Yeah, because he goes there. He doesn't like, he doesn't shy from that. So it, and it's and it, like, to me, I'm like, I, and like I said, I love watching him. Like I love watching him, you know? Sure toe the line because you always want to see how the audience is going to react and but it's like you know to each his own like if, if you want to like go out there and talk like that it's like you're gonna you know you'll see like like who who's in and who's out you know and it, and i got yeah. a roommate who's he loves to be dirty and he goes there right. and i've tried to be like man maybe you should try to like this maybe you should try to clean up and he's like i don't care yeah but then it's like all right well now you got you know, now you can't go to a, this one girl's open mic. So. Yeah. So, so before, so before you asked me, you know, you said you had a question to ask me. Um, I'm never really apologetic on this podcast because yeah. at the end of the day, I can't stress enough that right. we have nothing but good intentions. It's just what makes us laugh, and this yeah. is where I, I I agree with him. Where we made a joke. So the first ever hate, not hate mail, but like the first ever like just dis disagreement. I made a joke because I'm one of those people that. I, I don't like cilantro. It tastes like soap to me. It tastes like shit. Yeah. And uh, it was me, Robert, and Allie on the podcast. And, and I don't remember the string of events, but the, the, the punchline was that, like, yeah, when I was a kid, my mom was raped by cilantro. <laughs> and, like, it got a big laugh at the table. And, like, but I got a, like, a message on Twitter that was just, like, did you really have to say that and stuff like that? It's like, no, I didn't. But at the same time, like, I'm just, do I know exactly who's that? Who yeah, I know. From? I know you exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I mean, so I appreciate at the same, at the same, you know, level of us being, you know, so uncensored that you can, honestly, I think being clean is a lot harder than being dirty, you know? And, uh, well, it's so fun. Yeah. Cause it's hard to be really funny being dirty. It's, <laughs> it's really easy to be crude, but it's hard to yeah. be crude and funny. Yeah. It, it's, you know, like, it's a lot of fun being dirty because that's like live stand-up comedy. Like, you guys aren't watching this on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not like, the, this is the adult world. This, this isn't is, your mom's TV show. Yeah, and it's always, and that's a lot of fun. And crude humor is a lot of fun to laugh at because you're like, yeah, <laughs> you know. So it never is going to get commercialized and stuff like that. So, like, you could say, like, yeah, I'm trying to go for, like, not so much a commercialized 
way. But I, you know, like I, it, it just, when I was trying to do blue humor when I was young, it just, I, it didn't feel natural for yeah. me, you know? And like, you know, people didn't believe me. So it's kind of right. like, that's the whole point. It's like, you know, if they just, they just have to believe you. you right. Know? And so like, and I'm a little, you know, I'm a silly goof. So I had to like, all right, that's it. You know? And if so, yeah. I, but if I can, it's fun though too. like, Oh, that's who you are. But then again, flip the switch, you know, right. go up there and be dirty as shit and make fun of homeless. What was the question you had for me? <laughs> are you a good buy? Uh, oh, no. Are you? <laughs> Is that you leaving? Are, are you we a done? good buy sexual? <laughs> can you, can you elaborate? I don't know. I, I just try to write something where whenever a girl tells me she's bi, I say goodbye. Uh. <laughs> um, then I was like, no, but you said you're a bi. And I was like, no, that's it. I was like, are you a good buy? I would like, to, I would like to think so that I definitely don't. I think the reason why I was so, um, Dude, you're worried. not even bisexual. You have a girlfriend. I know, right? Case closed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, Great male. I And that's the thing, is that I'm not a, what the, what, you know, you grew, and especially you, I mean, you grew up in a time where it's like, if you're not putting your hands like this, and you're not, if you don't have a lisp and stuff like that, like, there's no way. Yeah. You know, and so when I kind of became really comfortable with my sexuality, when I was like, okay, well, maybe I will talk to guys or dudes, I would say, like, dude, like, dudes is such a masculine thing to say. Yeah. Like, if I was like, oh, hey, hey, bro, that's a nice shirt, you know, it's like, I'm interested in that dude, but, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you know, like, it's so, so it's kind of like, it, I was, I, I, I got that, that, that stereotype put on me where it was just like, Oh, I would never know. And like, that's okay. If you don't know, it's yeah. just like, yeah, it's no, it's, it's how I am. I mean, I yeah. talk to my girlfriend, I call my girlfriend dude and bro. <laughs> it's just how I fucking talk, you know? So to answer your question, I would like to think, yes, I have a goodbye. <laughs> are you a goodbye? Is it funny if I just say, are you a goodbye? I like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a good one. You're like, yeah, of course I am. Um, not a sad bye. We're definitely not done uh, right now, but I have a quick question. Are you are you going back home after this? No, I'm. I got a. I'm doing a headlining set at the Monterey Court in Tucson, Arizona on Tuesday. Oh, Tucson, fucking Tucson oh. sucks. Tucson dick. sucks, bro. I know, but <laughs> if, if it's plugged in and they're gonna pay me, that's a fucking. I mean, that's just such a drive, like to nothing. Like yeah. I'm so. Are well, that's you going? Are you going with so, dude? Are you, Dude, are you? The first time that I went to Tucson, I didn't realize how close Tombstone was. Yeah, and so I was like, "I'm going to Tombstone," and I fucking, oh my god, yeah. Just did you just like pretend my, to be Kurt Russell? Well, it was just fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just fun because it's like you show up to that you know fake gunfight. I'm just like, man, these guys don't have no mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got a mustache. Like You'd this. be perfect if you cut your hair. You'd look like the perfect cowboy, dude. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I, I it's, there's a comic in Orange County. He works at Knotts and he does like all that kind of stuff. And he's like told me he's like, man, if you ever thought about coming to work, he's like, you should. Do you remember that chick? I forget her name, but like her whole, a lot of her jokes. Uh, Danielle was her name, and she worked at Universal. Remember her? Yes. Yeah. I always like a part of me because like I got fired within like six months of working in L.A. and um. Every time she would leave before I was like, hey, are you guys looking like to hire? Because like, and she always fucking bailed. So that's just what that reminded me of. Like, oh, fuck you. Like, whatever. What was I going to fucking talk about? That? I don't know. Let me drink more of that mango but like seltzer. We're a big fan of just enjoying the finer things on this podcast. We like to get uh, that's good. nice and uh, nice and loose before we. 
I can't tell you. It's We're so, not nearly as fancy as Mike with his fucking uh, Seriously, soda dude. Water, can I talk dude? about this man. for a second? I was I so blown away. Upset. I was so blown away because, like, what an LA lifestyle. You said, I'm good on the drinking, but can I get some soda water? <laughs> yeah, I'll smoke this, weed and drink soda water. Is this <laughs> 1950? Are you going to the fucking soda bar? Like, well, it's, it's, there's just so many times where I wouldn't want to get a drink at a bar like when i'd have to go do comedy and stuff so yeah. soda water with lime is just like my favorite thing ever can i ask you another question but soda water is just taking the world by storm i guess i fucking kind of disagree I, yeah, but I don't know about that spicy water doesn't sound good ever had soda water and like it. not wished it was sprite can i ask you a question yeah what's up with the car what what, what about it oh the, yeah the decals <laughs> <laughs> do you work for them no i do not so how did you get that? Well, my dad does. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So my old man decided to, uh, he was like, what's the most recession-proof like job there is out there? Haircuts. It's dude. haircuts. And yeah. so he invested in a couple, franchise a couple great clips. And my dad loves being like a great boss. He's like all about it. He has his own company and stuff. And so he was like, all right, for managers, I'm going to buy a company car. They're going to get a laptop. You know, it's going to be awesome. They're oh, so he owns a couple locations. Him. Yeah, he's like two locations. And so... But of course, like, you know, hair salons, like at a great clips, it's, you know, that might not be their, you know, their job that they want to do for the rest of their lives. So he, he didn't get the best individual. So there was a car lying around. He actually told me before I wrecked my car that he wanted me to drive it around because I go everywhere for stand up. Yeah. And then I wrecked my car. What's so. the farthest you ever gone for stand up? I've been to New York and Boston. Oh. Um, you drove there? No. Oh. And I like fly, I've flown to uh, South Carolina, flown to Austin. What's your What's your favorite city to do stand up in? My favorite city is probably like the first one I did outside of L.A., which is pretty ironic. But I love San Francisco. They've gotten different because it's pretty hoity out there. Yeah. But I like just being in the city. I love it. Yeah. Best audience though, man. I've had a really good time in Phoenix. I'm not gonna lie. Phoenix it's a, it. It, from what I've been told, it's a great place. Yeah, I really enjoy it out here. Like I've done just club JPs and Gilbert. Yep, they've had some of my best sets recently. And like it was funny because I came like I started getting back on stand up in February of this year, and I came out here and it, it was like one of my first like good sets on the road. And I just remember like you walk out of the club and you're like, oh yeah, dude. I mean. Your dick Come isn't harder than when you, yeah when you fucking kill it at a show. Yeah, I, I really like Phoenix a lot. Um, Boston was probably my one of my favorite comedy wise. Like some of the, the funniest. Like I saw a guy go up there and be like, "I'm seeing a child psychiatrist." It's like kids a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's the fucking best joke I've ever heard." Um, I would like to take a break in a second because I really need to go to the bathroom. But I have a yeah yeah. So so one of my favorite parts about living in L.A. was um, Being I have goodbye. a. <laughs> being a goodbye, uh, <laughs> um, but it was going to the comedy store for the first time. Oh yeah, um, I actually got to see Brody Stevens' last special. Comedy oh, uh, store, oh, hell yeah, yeah. So he actually made me sign a waiver. Uh, so like, I know I'm in it. Um, I actually saw me in it. I asked him a question. Um, saw your shoulder in the back of your head. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I loved going there because it like I saw my idols mm -hmm. getting a drink at the bar. Yeah. So before I tell you my story, I was just curious, like, because I'm obviously you've been to the store. I know you've been at least oh, yeah. to the boiler room. Um, do you have like a oh my god, I can't believe I'm talking to you moment? Man, yes, this happened 2017. So when I first started doing stand up, you know, you go to the comedy store because you're like that's where it all. That's is. where it is, yeah. And it was the dark years. It started about 2008, mm -hmm. and it was dead. Yeah, 
there was maybe like 40 people to sign up for potluck mm-hmm. which is the last time potluck was out it was like 170 people who signed up for it right there was a guy named spoons <laughs> that's all I remember and I was like this place sucks and then the one time I finally got up there was two people in the audience it was my two friends that came with me mm. and I was like this I don't know why people want to come here Yeah. so I avoided this store for years Yeah. and then there's this thing called Kill Tony yep Tony Hinchcliffe shout out to Tony Hinchcliffe Kill Tony started and I remember hearing about it and I'm like I'm not going to Kill Tony well you know what really brought back the comedy store was Roast Battle oh yeah for Ro- sure Roast Battle because they fired Tommy and then Roast Battle started and then Ari Shafir filmed a special. Joe Rogan came to the special and went yep. and watched Roast Battle. And he's like, I'm coming back to the store. Yep. Well, Adam was there already. And Adam was like, you're welcome back if you want to come back. Right. And that changed the store. The store started blowing up. And then Kill Tony, you know, grew up, like was started in the belly room, then went to the main room. So, And so I was like, I'm not going on that, man. They're going to fucking destroy and rip apart the Buhas. I already know. <laughs> I was like, I already know this. I don't want to go up there. Yeah. And the first guest was Mike Lawrence and Luis J. Gomez. And Tony actually was like, man, you're so cool. We really like that. I was like, wow. I was so surprised. I couldn't believe it. And then Luis J. Gomez was like, I hate it. He's like, you going to do that for an hour? I'm like, oh, God. God damn. Dude, no. That's rough. I love Luis Gomez. Dude. I love he's, he's, Luis J. Gomez. Yeah. I, he's actually <laughs> like, I know he's, you know, he loves to bark, but he really is like, he's, what he does for a lot of stand up is amazing. Like, yeah. He, he's a fucking conglomerate. Out oh, there. yeah, dude. If that's the right term. Anyways, yeah. so Kill Tony, and I've been lucky enough that, well, my stand-up fits perfect for Kill Tony. One minute, just do jokes. So I'm like, I'm going to go up there and do boohahs. It'll be different from a lot of the people and stuff. And so I went up there, and they enjoyed it. And so then I started going up a bunch. And, like, I got up, like, four out of, like, five shows, one like, like four out of five weeks. And it went really, really well. And so I was telling you earlier that I really love listening to The Bonfire with Big Joe Ogerson and Dan yep. Soder. It's my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. it's so funny because I grew up playing hockey and I'd listen to, like, I got serious from my brother because they had NHL radio. And I was like, yeah. what? They just talk hockey on the radio? I can listen to every day? <laughs> I'm so down. Then there was the off season. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to listen to? All right, I'll listen to Comedy Central. And I would drive to the comedy store on Mondays and from three to five was like when I'm going there and they wouldn't have stand up. They would have these guys talking. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about these guys. Right. I was like, I don't want to hear these guys talk. I want to hear some <laughs> jokes. I want to get like in the mood. Like, I want to like hear like fucking Doug Stanhill or something come up there, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I started listening to it and I fell in love with these guys. And then I fell in love with Big Jay Okerson. He's one of like the nicest guys. Oh, he's guys. the best, dude. Jay is one of my favorite comedians of all time. He's, he's so a, fucking he's funny. He's a legend. He's a master of his craft of, you know, crowd work. And then he really is like, he's a, like a genuine good guy when it comes to stand up. And the reason why is he, he grew up like following David Tell, like, you know, He's like the school of David Tell. There's yeah. a lot of guys out in New York. So since I listen to that podcast, I'm like, I have more like ear to like what's going on in New York compared to like trying to, you know, kiss the booty in LA. So I was getting on Kill Tony a bunch. And so I'm like, man, when there's really, really good guests, that's when I'll start signing up yeah. again. And Big J Ogerson came and I'm like, fuck yeah, I got to get on with Big J. And yeah. I did. Got to tell him I was a huge camper. I love the show. And he was like, yeah, that's great. Then in 2017, around August, he came to LA for two weeks. And he's going to do Kill Tony two weeks. So I was like, you goddamn right I'm getting on again, hopefully. And then I got on the first night he was there. Oh, and it went really, yeah. really well. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, it's so funny because he would always come out and do, they would do skanks. They would do the podcast yeah. and they do the main show. And so it's so fun, like, going there 
to the store on the regular that you know you know the door guys and they would let you in so every time big j came i was like dude i'm gonna fucking watch big j yeah. go watch him do fucking 15 to 20 minutes of the main room and i love this because it's like i'm you know i'm a fan like I'm, I, I'm a fan uh, so that's amazing i'm almost i almost hate you because you got to meet him before oh i got God. to meet him you're not done no holy fuck all right continue i'm like, sorry i don't want to no, cut no, you off but no, no no you're good you're good so i get up the first week and it goes really really well and i'm like yeah that's that so good you know cloud nine again get to tell big j i love him and then I was like, okay, I don't know if I should go the second Monday. You know, I was like, I got up. I'm not going to sign up. But and I was like, I don't know if I want to, like, hang out and be like, hey, dude, what's up, Big J? Like, you know, big fan of Bonfire. Yeah. Like, I'd love to talk to you. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm not going to sign up. I'll just kick it on the patio. So Kill Tony's going on. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, I'm not in there. I'm just hanging out, talking to people, and I'm talking to a friend. Kill Tony's over. Everybody's piling out. And the Big J's like, you know, from the back to the front patio? You know, that like yeah, yeah, little yeah, yeah, hallway. Yeah. So Big J's walking down that. And I'm like talking to my friend. I'm like, oh my God, here he comes. I was like, should I say something? I was like, no, I'm just gonna be chill. I was like, I'm not gonna, I don't give a fuck. I was like, just relax, you know? He walks straight to me and goes, dude, you're funny. Oh my God. Wow. He's like, Holy I watched. Shut the fuck up, dude, Mikey. He was like, I watched some of your sets online. What? You're hilarious, dude. I'll definitely try to help you out if, if I ever can. Like give your name to people and stuff like that. Wow. I was like, holy shit, I would have fucking come to my pants, dude. Like, so <laughs> anything you do when it comes to, like, you know, your art form is you're looking for recognition. Yeah. And to get recognized by one of your, by a pro, one of your favorites, like one of you look up to, I was Holy so fucking shit. So I was like, Jay, can I take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's on my, fucking that's on my Instagram. Incredible, so. dude. So, yeah, getting recognized by Big J, that was probably, like, that's my best, like, my favorite comedy store story. And then, again, seeing the greats, dude. Like, Seeing Dave Chappelle. Like, I took a girl. So funny. You're like, oh, I took a girl to the comedy store. Or yeah. Two girls came out to LA to fuck me because I took them to the comedy store. Yeah. I was like, man, the one time I actually took a girl to the comedy store, you know, the door guy's like, come on in. Here you go. Sit right here. Yeah. And then Dave Chappelle showed up. And like, Holy shit. Was, yeah, she thought it was so cool. And of course, you know, she totally. So lead. that's, fuck, mine's not that amazing, dude. I would literally. It doesn't matter, dude. It's, they're all stories. There's, man, that's, that's, that's not even the best story that's ever been told there. That's fucking <laughs> crazy, though, dude. I mean,. Holy shit. I mean, so with Robert, my only my only um knowledge of Robert in this situation is like if Dave Mustaine um of Megadeth was like, yo, you you're pretty good at guitar. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that would rock. I met Dave, dude, and I got so starstruck, it was like I couldn't say fucking shit to him. I paid fifteen dollars to meet him and uh him and Dave uh fuck Chris Broderick, yeah. the guitarist for a while and it's always worth it, I say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, dude, it's funny. I just actually got a shout out on the bonfire this last week. That's great. Yeah, he was just like, because they were like somebody, like Joe DeRosa was talking with Ari Shafir. I love Joe DeRosa. And he was, they were like, they were talking about some guy doing a bit, and they're like, huh? Huh? And then so Big J was like, dude, that reminds no me of way. this guy. He's like this guy in LA, Mikey McKernan. He goes up and tells no a joke. No way. He's like, he goes up and does a joke and goes, huh? huh? Like he doesn't say boo-ha, but. <laughs> dude. And then he's like, yeah, Christine, can you pull some of his stuff up? Let's, you know. And what? I, like, I don't know. And I, I stopped listening after that because it's so funny. I, I usually listen to it every day. Like I'm always up to date. Yeah. And I, I, but because I, you know, I had to hit the road. So I was like, I'm saving all of them for like a week. So I was like, you know, I'll have six love, like four of them ready to rock when I hit the road. And so I, I didn't listen to it. So I like the next day, somebody like I had people hit me up being like, dude, you got a shadow on the bond. Wow. I was like, what? Yeah. And so dude, my like, ego yeah. would be update. And I posted about it and then he reposted. It was like, you're funny. And I was like, 
fucking fuck, badass, dude. It's that's like, fucking amazing. Shit. Yeah, so I know that's yeah, that's no, it's just I, getting recognized. You know? I uh, I got to pee next to Dave Chappelle. Yes, that's uh, so I uh, went to go take a piss. Did you see his penis? Uh, no, and I almost I almost wanted to. If I'm being honest with you, I almost so so I bombed in the boiler room. Um, I did my fucking gay joke. No one got it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, bye. And I went to go piss because I don't know about you, but every time I do even five minutes, I have to pee so bad. Like it's, <laughs> it's so I ran to the bathroom and, and it's like, you know where the back bar is? Uh, like, yeah. So it's like right there. It's right in between that hallway. Yep. And I went to go pee and I'm, and I'm pissing and someone comes right to the stall next to me. Now there's a code, you know, where it's like, if there's five stalls, you take stall number three. If I'm at number one, yeah. you know what I mean? And he pees next to me, and I and and I was so upset from bombing, and I was kind of drunk, so I, like, I look over. I want to be like, "Hey, man, you know," and and it's Dave Chappelle, and I go, I go, "Hey," and I just go back to peeing. I, I literally, and I'm just sitting there pissing. Dude, he and, did that on purpose. And yeah, he had it was such yeah. a dominant move, and I I just shook my dick off, and I fucking went outside, and I was like, "I'm gonna do this." I sat there on the wall. I sat there on the wall, and I was like, "I, I gotta say something." I was like, and so he comes out. and goes, "Dave." I said Dave, which like, I hey, felt Dave, like. Hey, thanks for peeing next to me. I didn't say like Dave Chappelle or Mr. Chappelle. I was like, Dave, thank you for literally fueling my comedy career since I was a child. You know what I mean? And he was just like, you know, he's like, hey, man, like, thanks. You know, and I was like, all right, cool. And then I said, I said, hey, I have a question. How do you, how are you allowed to smoke cigarettes on stage? Because I was curious because I was a smoker, like a, like a cigarette smoker at the time. And he goes, because I tell them. And I was like, oh. All right, good job. You yeah, know, like, exactly. But my favorite, my favorite story is, um, like I said, you know, like with this last story, I'm a huge fan of the Chappelle Show. I love sketch co- sketch comedy. Um, you know, I tried to do in YouTube channels with my friends when I was in high school and stuff like that. And um, I'm getting a drink at the bar, and I meet uh, Darnell Rawlings. Hell yeah. You know, and I was like, hey man, I don't mean to be that guy, but it's so cool to see that you exist. And it's so cool to see that, like, like I'm not going to come up here and be like, I'm rich, bitch, you know, I mean, stuff yeah, like absolutely. that, you know, and I was just like, I would just love to get a picture with you, right? So he goes, yeah, we'll take a picture out of nowhere. Check this out. Out of nowhere, I feel a slap on my shoulder. And I'm like, what the fuck? I thought it was like security or something. I turn around. It's Polly Shore. <laughs> Polly Shore, son of Mitzi Shore. Okay. Hey, bro. And he, yeah, he goes, hey, man. How would you like to get a picture with the weasel? That's exactly Jesus what he says. Christ, now, dude. mind you, now this goes back to me and Robert's childhood where I fucking hate Encino Man and I hate Biodome. Those dude, movies are just Biodome not. Biodome is so fucking it's funny. It's just not funny to me, okay? <laughs> I fucking hate Polly Shore. Literally, other than the Goofy movie, I don't give a shit about Polly Shore. Polly Shore is a fucking legend, dude. And I'm Fuck like, you. yeah, okay. So if you go on my Instagram, you can see a picture of me and Darnell Rawlings and fucking Polly Shore behind me just taking a picture. He he might as well have just been like, we's the juice, you know, and left. That's my favorite story. I would have I loved that anyways. Dude. I absolutely grew up loving Biodome. Me I just, and my best friend would quote that movie so much. And then so funny, when I got older, I was like, this movie's gay. Yeah. <laughs> this movie fucking sucks, dude. Like, well, I was like, they they do gay things. So I was like, he was like, oh, Biodome, just look, check out the new mall. He's like, Does that mean it goes both ways. He's like, I don't know, but we do. <laughs> and I just like, never got that as a kid. You could say I wasn't a good boy growing up. Let's take a. 
was a good thing. I'm I'm the goodbye. Let's take a uh, one goodbye. more break. Sexual. Let's take one more break. And now more of the basement dweller. Yeah. The basement God, dweller. I have to pee so fucking bad. You all really the time think to... people want more of this? The basement dweller. And you like that, dude? More. I reached out to someone on Fiverr, and That's they were it. just like, "Yeah, I'll do it, no problem." Like. Good. Where were they from? Was it here? Uh, no, but Sounds I know legit. he. The only thing I know about him is he was a pastor. He's a pastor that does this on his spare time. That's awesome. Even better. Yeah. Right. Have you ever considered doing a podcast of your own? Yeah. About that. Yeah. What about that? I mean, that's the thing. I was talking about the bonfire. I love like you know. I gotta have like a buddy to talk to. You know. I don't. You know. I have a buddy sit. to talk to. <sighs> I'm like I got buddies, but see, this is where I get where I'm like. Remember, I was talking earlier about doing sketch comedy, where I'm like, I don't know. I could do. I don't, I don't know how to do a lot of this stuff, so that's why I'm like pretty lackadaisical. Like I have a new place to live, but it's a loft, so it sounds like I have a big empty house, you know. And so mm-hmm. it's, I have to do one. I rather you know have one where I can talk to somebody, you know. Right. It's more organic, and uh-huh. I'd like to maybe interview people. I get you. Go ahead and smoke that weed. It's okay. We're only having a conversation right now. It's fine, you know. Listen, man, I was just trying to accommodate. Our uh, guests. It's fine, you know. You're not acting like a goodbye right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So have you been smoking weed most of your life? No, I got stoned in high school, and then I stopped. And then when I got out of high school, I've been smoking weed. <laughs> Did you, you? So do you not? Do you, do you, do you not? So do you not Are like? You stoned? <laughs> uh, do you not? I am pretty fucking stoned because of all the fucking clouds in here. Um, so do you not drink at all? I do, but like when I'm always on the road, I I do get a a bunch of anxiety. Yeah, just because it's always like the unknown. So definitely so. not before shows. Yeah, like I'm like actually, it's so funny now that there's been more comedy at breweries. I've been able to handle one beer, and I like like stout beers. Those are pretty. Tasty. Are you a beer? So you're a beer guy. Well, actually, I'm more red wine. Like that's you like wine. Yeah, like when I, I when I used to do my own show, I had a weekly bar show, and I would always that was like that was my Friday, and I'd like have like three glasses of red wine. That's classy. Toast. Man. Yeah. I get really emotional on it's red the wine. One drink that you know, the warmest drink at the bar. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just feel like I'm not gay enough to order a glass of wine at the bar. That's Dude, that's not gay. What the fuck? Order well, wine. That's that's king shit. It's my older siblings, you know. Like they all partied hard growing up. Yeah, but it's weird to think about your old your oldest siblings are like in their almost in their fifties. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because that's like another reason why I'm not a big drinker because I've always had like you know, I've had I've always had like a you know a team looking out for me to be like don't do this, don't do drugs, don't act like that. So I'm like, all right, well, I won't, you know. And plus, I like moving, you know. Like if if I wasn't gonna get, you know, if my friend wasn't gonna hit me up, I was definitely gonna try to go to an open mic tonight. Like there's one going on. Destin Headlock. He's can I be honest with you? What I'm so lucid at this point that if you were to go to that open mic, I would absolutely join you. <laughs> wow, but you won't go to dinner. Damn. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Yeah, but open mics it builds my career, you know. Yeah, this um, is building your well, it's Dustin. He does like he's got a thing called the Festival of Dust Dustiny, and uh, <laughs> it always sounds like it's a lot of fun. Like he's making shit happen. So I was gonna go to the mic, but did you ever do the the Doug Stanhope one in Bisbee? No, I tried getting Bisbee? down there. Chuckleheads, or something yeah, like Chuckleheads. Yeah. yeah, I want to because Bisbee's a really old school mining town. It's like Nowheresville, Arizona. It's like right yeah. by the border. Yeah. Border, isn't it? Yeah, it's even more south of you know, like Tombstone. And you're like, damn. <sighs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm good. So I'd like to, uh, you know, like I mentioned pri- uh, previously, and I'll plug it right now, is that normally we're um, so used to having emails where we can answer uh, any kind of burning questions or 
topics you may have regarding whatever. Um, that's tbdmanchild at gmail.com. Um, just like it sounds, tbdmanchild. Um, Send some questions. Yeah, honestly, and so the so so actually the premise we of this we had that was, really good poop story. Yeah, we had a good that, on that one. So let's ask this actually: How are you about public bathrooms? I'll dump, dude. I don't care. Oh yeah, fuck that. Mike's I'm the dumper, dude. dude. That rocks. That's all I. Can, I mean, I'm, I've already converted though to dude wipes, though. So that's like yeah, dude wipes. Dude wipes are yeah. the, are my gospel. I, yeah, so I fucking love dude. Yeah, wipes. it's it's a life changer. Like I've I don't get. As man with a hairy butthole, it's like yep. you, re- you really need that. Are shit. you a hairy guy? Hairy bung, dude. You see that? You see that fucking mustache, dude? Yeah, dude. You let, trim let your shit be. up, or are you all natural down there? No, dude. Come on. Is man. eating hard? Just, for they you, get what they they paid for, you know. <laughs> what is eating hard for you, bro? Like keep yeah, the because I got clean? fucked up teeth. So oh, oh yeah, with the mustache, just keeping the mustache clean. Like is that like a chore? Yeah, I mean well, you have to brush it napkins. on the daily. Like yeah, that's what's up. Um. Just like a bagel, cream cheese is like my worst enemy. Sorry, so. I don't mean to be jumping around. But you don't like gotta I, jump, dude. I, I just keep you, seeing you that mustache. Apologize? Well, since we don't have a an email to answer, um, I kind of want to talk thanks. about. So, I want to talk about something that I noticed in the media that is a uh, kind of near and dear to me. So I'm a huge Jackass fan. Huge. Like, ever yeah. since I was a kid, doing dumb shit with your buddies, me that too. was just the best thing of all time. I remember when it first came out. Um, I, I used to be. It. I used to be a skateboarder when I was a kid. Um, so by those two concoctions, my favorite jackass was Bam Margera. Mm-hmm. Um, I religiously only used element skateboards because Bam Margera did. Um, I would do dumb shit like drop kick trash cans and be stupid in public because Bam Margera did it. I would be an asshole to my parents because Bam Margera did it. Um, I just watched the new trailer of the new jackass movie. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So Can't wait. In this table here, it's obviously been known one person is missing from oh, the yeah, Jackass group, which is Bam Margera. Now, have you been following up with oh, yeah. his life? Okay, so you know that he's been having a horrible ordeal with alcohol and his own personal life. He's getting bigger, um, stuff like that. Um, how do you feel, before I give my opinion, how do you feel about the fact that one of the main crew is not in the, in the movie? Well, it's tragic. Yeah. 100%. And it's it's a tragic story, dude. Like I always was when Jackass first came out. I told people I was like, these guys are comedians, right? Like this is a form of comedy we're all laughing at. Like we have to accept it. It's just like hardcore physical comedy, right? Physically hurt comedy. And I loved CKY. Mm-hmm. Man was my f- man. I loved all that. I watched all his MTV. And it's 96 quite bitter beans was definitely like the anthem of my life as a kid. It sucks, dude. It really does suck because you're just like, man, you know, like it, it it really does suck because to me, that's where it's like another thing. Like, man, alcohol is just, you know, it's dangerous. It's it's the enemy. The enemy is drinking too much alcohol. Do you, do you come from a family of alcohol abuse? No, not at all. So any uh, drugs? Uh, no. Like I've seen my, I've, I don't think I've ever seen my dad drunk and I've seen my mom drunk once. Really? Yeah. My older siblings got hammered a lot, though. So, yeah, see, but I, they're because I have so many older siblings because my mom married twice, but they're her first three kids were always there. So they were like, I didn't like, I didn't learn right. their halves until I was older. So. Okay. And, uh, so like they didn't have a dad. So they, you know, they do partied. you, do you take that as like a, like a childhood lesson? Like, do you feel oh, 100%, like, like what position you are in your family is the position you are in society, you know? So interesting. Can you kind of like, well, it's like I'm the youngest, and so it's like, oh, I, I'm gonna want to go in entertainment because it's like a demand so much attention. Like, look at me, everybody. yeah. You know what I mean? 
And so like, oh, because being the youngest of a big family, like I'm really good with kids. So it's like, you know, I, I like entertaining little kids. Interesting. But I don't know if I'd get into it because I I love smoking weed. So Well, I okay. Well, it's no secret here that personally I think weed is the most Yeah, it's it's getting there, but still like, you know. Well, plus I look like I shouldn't be near kids anyway. So. <laughs> I got, you know, Robert over here giving me less Bunch of compliments about my mustache. So, so I grew up in a family um, where Congrats. we drank, where we drank uh, booze. I mean, that was you mean you drink booze when you're happy, sad, celebrating, as a baby, depressed. Yeah, <laughs> as a baby, you know, um, you know, we used to have a a thing where if like someone got married in our family, you know, like the men of the family would drink. It's great, fancy whiskeys, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, my dad was a big drinker growing up as a kid and, um, you know, I didn't like it when I was a kid because I was like, well, you fucking suck at keeping your promises, you know, but, uh, booze has always been my thing to be comfortable. Yeah. It was always my thing to, I can't go on stage unless I've had at least three or four drinks. Um, after I'm done, the adrenaline wears off. It's like, I need four or five more. (laughs) Um, yeah, like, you know, we do this podcast. I need to have something to drink, um, stuff like that. And so now, but, but, but here's the thing. I am a firm believer and, and, and if you would love to debate, I'd love to hear it. There is no such thing as a functioning alcoholic. There's there, that's my premise. Yeah. There's no such thing as a person who can get ripped their entire day and contribute to society. I don't wake up and want a rolling rock, but as soon as I'm off work, yeah, give me, 12 of them. I don't give a shit because I don't have anything to do. Yeah. Um, you know, so when I look at, and I, I don't know the full case study of Bam Margera, but, you know, now he got into a bunch of shit. You know, he's on he's on Instagram live for, what was it, like beating up home, like homeless people or? Uh, yeah. So he, what happened with that? I, I I don't remember exactly. He was, he goes on, he goes on Instagram with just fucking like random douchebag teenagers now. Yeah. Just doing doing what would be considered jackass shit with kids that don't give a fuck that he's constantly blitzed out of his mind. Right. So, yeah. So do you feel like, do you feel like it, so Mikey, I'll ask you, do you, do you feel like it is a disservice to the jackass name to not involve Bam Margera? Or do you feel like they definitely did their part as his close friends to not involve him until he got clean? Close friends. Yeah. The latter, dude. It, it, it really does... It really does suck that Bam's not there, but the thing is, like, that's what it's all about being a team, you know. Like, yeah. and Steve-O, man, like, right? Look at him; I mean, he's been sober it, for dude. years. Yeah, Steve-O did it. It is, it is tragic that Bam was okay, and then he lost Ryan Dunn, and that sucked. And the whole point is, like, but that's like, there's just there's darkness, and you got to find weapons. Yeah. And if you use alcohol as a weapon, it's not a weapon. Yeah, and. It, unfortunately, it can it helps it. So, yeah, it's hard to be a functioning alcoholic in moderation. You know what I mean? Like, it, don't abuse it. it. It really is a thing of like it's delicate because it can really, really ruin lives. So, like, like I said, celebratory things. You know, like yeah, we're, we're, someone got to marry, we're all gonna drink, or it's like, hey, we're having a thing, we're gonna drink into the night. You know? Yeah. If you're not doing anything to abuse yourself, other people, you know, go on the road, fighting, what have you, I think it's it's fine. It's okay. It's 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 acceptable. But relying on it for stand up is challenging because I know like my the guy who I was telling you who was like 
one of my first friends who's the funniest dude ever, the biggest alcoholic. Yeah. Like he's 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 chosen that instead of doing comedy, which is fucking super tragic. But yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing. It's like you have to be careful because if you use it as a crutch, you know, like then you're you're you know, it's not a like and that's the thing. It's like, oh well if I go do shows, like I'm gonna go have one drink because it's like, you know, it's the thing. Which is fine. But if you're just not abusing anything, you know, you're fine. Right. So then that but I smoke like weed. Oh well, yeah, I mean constantly. I mean that before but, I go up. So it's 2021, dude. I don't even consider weed as a fucking drug anymore. It's just, it's better than pills at this. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, and and you know, Robert, please, just like I told Mikey before the podcast. I mean, if I'm if I'm talking about something that is too sensitive, please tell me to stop. But I mean, it's no secret that I mean you do more than do more than pot. You know what I mean? At least you yeah. did. Yeah, no, occasionally. Um, what is it? Are you, are you interrogating them? Well, no. No, <laughs> no occasionally, like, uh, uh, if the boys get together, we'll do some coke or something. I fucking love acid. <laughs> I, I goddamn love acid so much. Yeah, but you wouldn't, f- but you don't feel like you need it to start your day. No, 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 no way. I, yeah. If I if I'm ever doing like especially coke, if I'm ever doing coke, it's like everybody I know is chipping in, and we're all like that's that's part of the night, and that's like where that was what we planned for Saturday. It's not like <laughs> we have it's penciled in. Yeah, yeah it's not like yeah, getting it's stoned, <laughs> you know, before going into my work or having a beer afterwards. Were you ever like a like a I guess you would still consider like a hard substance user? Did no. you ever? Well, I mean, I definitely smoke too much weed, where I won't go. But you've never I done like like like. Coke. No, no, that's the thing. Like being raised with too many siblings, they're like they freak me out to not to do any drugs, you know. So my best friend. That's how I feel about. uh, That's how I feel about sex. I've never had unprotected sex in my life. Really? Like like I was just so afraid. Still to this day. To this day, me and my girlfriend of fifteen months. I plan on marrying that woman, and we. Saying, dude, I've never. Oh, I'm sure it feels great, and I tell her all the time. I'm sure it feels fucking amazing. But what about birth control, man? So she's on it. But I still won't do it. <laughs> I'm too afraid. Afraid but, of having a kid? Yep. Because. Just pull out. My, <laughs> I, that's my fear is I feel like I won't because it feels so yes, great. She will. <laughs> she will. Do you only. Oh. Do I only pull out? Yes. yes. Really? Always. You have to, dude. Even like strangers? I mean, not really. I don't I don't have that confidence against strangers. You use condoms. Well, yeah. With somebody I've never met. Absolutely. Okay, that's what I was. I was like thinking you were like raw dog. No, no, like, you can't raw dog everybody. You gotta have a little history. Oh, <laughs> have you ever had a pregnancy, pregnancy scare? Yes. Yeah, that sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. So you're like, well, like, why would I even like succumb to like that? Now I tell women when they turn me down for sex, is I have two plan Bs. <laughs> <laughs> plan of beating off. That's right. I almost did one. Do you ever, uh, do you ever jerk off before sex? Yes. You have to. Yes. Especially with strangers. Well, yeah. Yeah, look. I get butterflies. I get. I have a bad case of butterflies. I used to be so good. Like, I used to not worry about it, but as I got older, you just get fucking more anxieties as you get older. It are sucks. You, are you a MILF guy? Uh, Well, yeah. Well, see, see, since I'm from a younger family, or I'm the youngest of family, I like older women, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. It's so, like, what's your ideal woman? How old are they? So you're 35, um, 33? I, it's 35, so I like them around probably like 37, 38. Oh, okay. That's not bad. I was yeah. expecting like... 55, no, 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 no. Like, no. like when I was younger, like if I was in my twenties, I liked like 34 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. You ever hooked up with an older woman? Forties. Oh, that, that sounds awesome. Did they teach you the ways of love? No, not really. But 
It's kind of just like, you know, low effort. Low effort? Yeah. I feel like it's the exact opposite. If you're trying to look for older women, you got to have high effort. No, not really. Everyone's everyone's tired. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's really worn out. I see. I can't relate because I'm with the woman of my dreams. That's good, man. I'm telling you, like, I, I like being in a... Like Are you a relationship guy? Yeah, yeah. See, I absolutely so. am a relationship guy. Yeah, my last one, I was for five years, and when we first started dating. I told her like five years. We'll ask like serious questions, and I knew at the end I was like, I'm not gonna, I don't like, I really like being here, but you're not the one I want to be with forever. So, well, you yeah, heard you it here first, it folks. Five years, man. Yeah, you know, I think that was enough time. Mikey's looking for love. Well, now you're getting older, and like, you know, I don't know if I can have that. You know, I can put that on another lady if that works. You know. <laughs> Because if I tell her the story, you know, I'll be like, okay, in three years, we'll ask questions. She's like, fuck you. You're going to dump me in three years. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're such a good listener. Oh, Mikey. Well, it's been a fucking absolute. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a while. <laughs> Where can people see you? Um, they can see me on Instagram at MikeyMcKernan.com. No, just at Mikey McKernan. Just uh, website, MikeyMcKernan.com. Uh, I will be headlining... The House of Bards in Tucson, August 7th. I will be in Reno, August 28th. I forget what the venue is because it keeps changing. So, yeah, MikeyMcKern.com for tickets. Follow me on Instagram, please. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Give him a follow. He's an amazingly funny, awesome dude. I've already said amazing. I'll say it one more time. Amazing. Uh, Make sure you follow the uh, podcast. That is the Basement Dweller podcast on YouTube. That is TB, uh, TBD underscore Jacob on Twitter. Uh, we just changed the Instagram. That's uh, the underscore basement underscore dwellers on Instagram. Uh, Robert, do you have anything to, to plug? Uh, Final I mean, words. I have this is my, your voice. I have my Twitter, Robert2dope96. Uh, That's T-O-O. Yeah, no. T-O-O. I mean, I think people would understand that. You would they, think, they but. how to spell, but. Right. Uh, so I'm on Instagram at uh, underscore Bizner96 and uh, Twitch, I guess. It, uh, fuck, I think it's Big Rob 03. Spelled the usual way? Yeah, yeah, just like that. Awesome. Yeah, give us a, give us a follow. Uh, also, a super big announcement. We will be eventually getting to some new intro and outro music. We finally will give Robert the proper introduction that he deserves. Oh, we secured it, dude? Oh, yeah, we definitely secured Hell it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll uh, work into that. Uh, definitely give Mikey a follow. He's an amazing human being and a funny comedian. Um, with that being said, Robert, as always, thanks for joining me. I love you lots. Mikey, have an awesome night. Thanks, thanks for man. coming on. Good thanks to have you me. on, dude. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming down to the basement. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave a rating and review to help other people find out about the show. Got a question? Email Jacob at tbdmanchild at gmail.com. Or find him on Instagram at basement underscore dwelling underscore Jacob. Twitter at tbd underscore Jacob. And YouTube, The Basement Dweller. We will see you real soon.